0: Hello and welcome to the um, second international legal, legal offense um, session of the German Corona Investigative uh, Committee the uh, the Corona Investigative Committee has been found uh, was founded in in uh, June of last year and ever since then we've been investigating the um, and analyzing the uh, Corona virus and lockdown crisis and in the meantime um, we've been uh, Expanding our connection with the legal um, activities from outside of Germany, so we're talking. We've been talking to uh, lawyers from um, from uh, the U.S. and England and other places in the world in order to find out what's been what's going on on the legal side in all these countries and what the status of the the um, the legal system is and um we've been rather shocked last time last week we had the the first session um how um, devastated the legal system is in the meantime or has become in the meantime in quite a few other places and today we are um back to talk to lawyers and activists from other places in the world. And uh, just a short notice about the the, um, the uh, Investive Committee. It's been founded by four um, attorneys at law uh, last year. And one of them is Dr. Rainer Föhmig, who's here in the Zoom today. He cannot be here in, in Berlin um, with us at the moment because uh, there was a train problem but he's joining us via zoom and the two other members are currently unavailable unavailable because they're working on legal suits and my name is um, Viviane Fischer and I'm also an attorney at law. This um, this session will be um, I think only will be only in English we have a few um, lawyers from other places from Greece and this will be translated into English but everything else will be in in English and we will have German subtitles soon so people who are not um, so familiar with English can then see it and um, read what we're talking about uh, today in, in within the English subtitles so um, maybe Reiner, do you want to say something about, what's the agenda today
1: well, we've been, we've been in touch with Greece, but only because Wolfgang Vodak is currently there. Uh, we don't know anything about the legal situation in Greece. That's why we're so happy to have you, Antonios Papantonio, and Nikolaos uh with us today. Uh, and we're also happy to have someone who translates for us, but I don't see... Um, uh, oh, that's you, Maria Adavani, correct? <laughs> Hello. <Mr. laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, if I could take a moment to tell you how, uh, how honored and proud I feel to be finally meeting you, even through Zoom, because I've heard so much about you, about your, uh, all your work, and it's a real, real privilege for me to be able to, to speak to you. Even just for, by translating, it's a, it's a very big honor for me. Uh, here is Mr. Papandonio, uh who will be speaking today and for whom I will be translating.
3: Excellent. Good afternoon, uh, good afternoon uh, Mr. Filmer. I'm very glad to, uh, to discuss with you. It's an honor for me. Uh, I will uh, try the best uh, to help uh, as possible as I can. Uh, we must do uh, many things because uh, we are in charge to do all this. Uh, the world is uh, crying. The world is in very big, dangerous, and we must be anything we can to save the people over the world. Yeah. I am, uh, for my presentation, I am uh, Admiral on retired and uh, solicitor, and uh, I would uh, like to help as uh, better I say, as I
2: can. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, he, um, Admiral will start speaking in Greek and I'll be trying to translate as accurately as possible.
3: Okay? okay great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, <somebody>. okay. <laughs> m-
2: where an in, uh, international war in the, in, uh, uh, during an international war is being waged here.
3: Ο οποίος πραγματοποιείται με διαφορετικά όπλα από τη συνήθως.
2: place in, with different arms than usual.
3: Ε, το όπλο το αυτής της περιόδου είναι ο φόβο από ιατρικό ε, πρόβλημα.
2: The main weapon here is, uh, you know, from scientific and medical uh, point of view, fear.
3: Και ο στόχο είναι τα ανθρώπινα δικαιώματα και ο ίδιο ο άνθρωπο σε όλο τον κόσμο.
2: And the ultimate goal, the ultimate άνθρωποι και uh, World.
3: Συνεπώ, πιστεύω ότι αυτό, αυτή η κατάσταση είναι. Πολιτικό πρόβλημα και όχι ιατρικό, ούτε νομικό και θα λυθεί με πολιτικά κριτήρια.
2: Therefore, that, uh, this is a problem, not a medical problem, not a legal problem, but a one and will be solved by political Αυτή
3: τη στιγμή καταργούνται τα ανθρώπινα δικαιώματα de facto,
2: Right now, all human rights are being abolished de facto.
3: And
2: their abolition is being attempted, even the Ure.
3: Έτσι, so
2: that people will be used as as objects, just for use in the in the near future. In these conditions
3: under these conditions
2: what I'm suggesting
3: οργάνου,
2: is the creation of international organization more like an instrument λαών, for uh, the people's resistance
3: as a response
2: to the international attack.
3: Την οποία αυτό δέχεται. Uh,
2: which they suffer,
3: και μάλιστα από τις κυβερνήσεις τους
2: Που έχουν
3: αναλάβει την εξότωσή του.
2: taken action for its annihilation.
3: Στα πλαίσια της νέας τάξης πραγμάτων, όπω την διαφημίζουν.
2: Uh, in a, same like a frame of the new World order as advertised
3: οργανωτικά, το διεθνές αυτό οργάνο αντίστασης.
2: These international organizations' instruments.
3: Θα πρέπει για να μπορεί να λειτουργεί ευέλικτα.
2: In order for it to be uh, functional and flexible.
3: Να ορίσει μια γραμματεία ή ένα εκτελεστικό εκπαιδευτικό βραχύνα. Uh,
2: we'll need to have a secretariat or, uh, or more like an administrative uh, function
3: άμεσον παρεμβάσεων or
2: immediate actions,
3: υποστηρικτικών των κοινωνιών,
2: supporting societies,
3: όπως και σε διεθνείς, ε, με παρεμβάσεις και σε διεθνείς οργανισμούς.
2: In Αυτό έχει, θα
3: έχει το πλεονέκτημα ότι οι όποιες κινήσεις προ οπουδήποτε
2: that all moves or actions towards any direction
3: είτε σε επίπεδο νομικών μέτρων
2: either in a, in a level of legal, uh, legal measures
3: είτε σε επίπεδο ε, 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 δηλώσεων
2: or a level of declarations
3: θα έχει μια μαζική έκφραση
2: We'll have a a massive...
3: από μια πολύ σοβαρή uh,
2: μια, μια, μια μαζική, από μια πολύ
3: σοβαρή μια πολύ
2: σοβαρή αυτό το προηγούμενο, το προηγούμενο τί, μια μαζική μια,
3: μαζική, ε, παρουσία, μια μαζική
2: παρουσία
3: μια μαζική από από μια
2: οργάνωση η
3: οποία θα είναι πολύ σοβαρή
2: very, very
3: και εμπλουτισμένη Από προσωπικότητε οι οποίε θα αποπνέουν σεβασμό και αποδοχή από το κοινωνικό σύνολο.
2: admiration and acceptance from, from, society, from, from all over the world.
3: Έτσι, λοιπόν, Πολύ <τολί> δύσκολα θα μπορούν να αγνοηθούν αυτές οι παρεμβάσεις.
2: It will be very, very difficult for these to be ignored.
3: Από τους επιβίοι τώρα παντού στον κόσμο. <laughs>
2: I'm quoting uh, from the of Power throughout the world. I'm sorry, but this <laughs> is
3: Θα πρέπει λοιπόν. Να δούμε και κάποια πρακτικά ζητήματα όπως εντοπισμό όσων μέσων μαζικής ενημέρωσης μπορούμε να εντοπίσουμε για να έχουμε μία πρόσβαση. Θα
2: πρέπει να προσπαθήσουμε να βρει πρόσβαση της γλωμικής ενημέρωσης, της γλωμικής information. Uh, TV, every possible means every, uh, everything uh, in their power to, to.
3: Για να μπορούμε να απευθυνθούμε μαζικά όσο μπορούμε περισσότερο στου λαού.
2: In order for us to be able to address people all over the world in the, in the best possible way.
3: Επίση, θα πρέπει να δούμε και εάν υπάρχει δυνατότητα και με πιο τρόπο.
2: Furthermore, we have to consider if there is a possibility in which way.
3: We
2: will have the financial means.
3: Will be required to For
2: the necessary costs in order to cover necessary costs.
3: Ε, με λίγα λόγια για να μην πάρω χρόνο μπορούμε να τα συζητήσουμε ε, ευρύτερα σε μια άλλη μια επόμενη συνάντηση μας. Uh,
2: this is, uh, in, in a few words, all I wanted to say. I tried to be as uh, uh, as short as I could, but in any case, we could discuss this another time with uh, with more time or more and more possibilities to. To expand our thoughts.
3: Alors, ήθελα, κλείσω,
2: but before before closing this conversation, I would like to inform you.
3: Μια, uh, ευρύτατη, uh,
2: For another very very important movement happening here with the creation of the global organization of life. Uh, with Mr. As a president.
3: και την Ελλάδα ε, ε, σαν ιδρυτικό μέλος του Παγκόσμιου Οργανισμού Ζωής που βαφτίστηκε εδώ στο συνέδριο που κάναμε το Σεπτέμβριο το Διεθνές από τον κύριο Τζιωτζιάννη
2: and Greece as a founding member, and uh, this organization was baptized here in Greece at the convention where Mr. Giorgiani gave, gave its name as a Global Organization of
3: Life.
2: After my suggestion in the
3: convention.
2: And right now, the founding text is very killing. The Υποθέτω ότι
3: ο κύριος Φούλμιχ είναι ήδη σε επικοινωνία μαζί του και το γνωρίζει.
2: I suppose that Mr. is already in contact with him is aware of this.
3: να ενημερώσω ότι μέχρι τώρα συμμετέχει σε αυτή την κίνηση.
2: And I like to inform you that right now a participating member in this όλα, όλα
3: τα κράτη τους Βατικανικής Αμερικής.
2: All the members of από of America, Ευρώπη, from
3: Γαλλία,
2: η Γερμανία, Germany, Ολλανδία, η Νέα, Δανία, η
3: Αλβανία, λοιπόν, Αλβανία Ομπένια, Ελλάδα, Βρίζα, Κύπρος, Σακήσεως, Σουηδία και η Δημοκρατία Νοτιού Αφρικής. Και
2: στην Ελλάδα, θα είναι
3: πολύ ενδιαφέρον συνεχώ νομίζω, και πολύ χρήσιμο και το να συνδεθούν οι προσπάθειε αυτέ που έχει ξεκινήσει. Ο φίλτατο κ. Φίλμικ και η ομάδα
2: του. For these by Mr. Philmit, και uh, με
3: τον Παγκόσμιο Οργανισμό in... Ζωής που είναι σε μια πλήρη εξέλιξη.
2: With life, με
3: στόχο να αποκτήσουμε μια πολύ μεγάλη δυνατότητα μασικών παρεμβάσεων υψηλού
2: επίπεδου
3: για να βοηθήσουμε τους λαούς να απαλλαγούν από τα καθεστώτα αυτά τα οποία τον εξουσιάζουν
2: In order for us get rid of, uh,
3: και να μπορέσουμε να μεταβούμε
2: and be able to στη
3: δημοκρατία όπως τη δίδαξε ένας μεγάλος φιλόσοφος αρχαίος
2: In Taught by a, uh, a very important uh, Greek philosopher.
3: Oi Socrates. Socrates. Metris lexis.
2: With three words.
3: Isocratia,
2: Isocrates. Isocrates.
3: Isonomia.
2: Equality uh, regarding law.
3: Isigoria.
2: Isigoria means uh, having the same right in speech.
3: Σας ευχαριστώ πάρα πολύ
2: Thank you very much for for your invitation and thank you very much myself.
1: Yes, thank you. We, um, of course, we have spoken to Angelo Giorgiani twice on our Corona Committee. And of course, we're aware of his global organization uh, for life. Um, I don't know any of the details yet but um, i'll be I'll, I'll be most interested in learning about the details. Um, what we have been concentrating on thus far because all of the founding members of the Corona committee are lawyers, uh, is the legal efforts that we can um, engage in. And um, we have spoken to a number of of um, lawyers from pretty much all over the world trying to connect with each other Um, we believe that we need an international legal effort we need uh, to file as many complaints as possible that attack the foundation of all this Uh, because we've spoken we know that a lot of people are wasting their time uh, discussing whether or not the measures make any sense uh, whether they're proportionate that is not I believe that is not the right way to attack. The right way to attack is go for the foundation, and the foundation are those two lies that were invented to the the false statements of facts that were invented by Dresden here in Germany on behalf of the WHO, which then recommended it to the rest of the world. Meaning there is asymptomatic infections, we know there aren't, and that his test, the Drosten test, which started everything, that his Drosten test can tell us something about infections. Now, that is very concrete, and we believe we can handle this. We can use these uh, two avenues of attack in any court in this world. And that's because all of the measures All of the measures, no no matter where they have been taken, in Namibia, in South Africa, in China, everywhere, were based on these two false statements of fact. Attack these false statements of fact, plus the personality, the person who invented this, um, and this whole house of cards will collapse. As far as the... um, the global effort is concerned. Do we have any details? Do we have anything that can make this palpable, or is this thus far a plan which hasn't really come into effect yet? <laughs> <laughs>
3: meta thecia. Uh,
2: it depends on us to to draw a plan and follow it but we need a, a structure, uh, we need a structure, we need uh, a mechanism in order for it to work. Uh, I think that a lot of things will be answered by the next speaker I'll also be translating for him its Mr, Mr. Nicolás Caravellos regarding Το uh, legal background of, uh, of this plan and you, you will get answers. Uh, θα προσθέσετε κάποιος αν αφορά στον ε...
4: υπόσχημα.
2: Υπάρχουν, υπάρχουν δύο, δι' μία οδό είναι ότι θα πέσει ουσιαστικά το, το οικοδόμημα των ασυνθοματικών και το άλλο είναι η, η επίθεση στο πρόσωπο του ατόμου το που έχει ξεκινήσει όλη αυτή την ιστορία. Πιστεύετε ότι υπάρχει... Είναι, είναι
3: κετάδειρο. Ταυτόχρονα πρέπει να γίνουν και τα δύο.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Γιατί συνδέεται το πρόσωπο, mm-hmm. συνδέεται με το σύστημα. Το σύστημα εξυπηρετείται από το πρόσωπο.
2: En mm-hmm. Mr. Παπαντωνιού uh, these, these ways are, are, uh, have to be combined and they are considered to be very, very effective in the fight against uh, coronavirus and all its uh, consequences in society, economy and of course human rights because that's, that's the ultimate uh, victim here. But I, he believes that both both these, uh, these aspects should be combined because uh, each, uh, each uh, aspect serves the other and they have to be addressed uh, in common,
0: and combined. Um, can you give us a little bit of an overview what's what's the situation like in Greece at the moment? I mean, are you in a lockdown? Do you have a lot of uh, virus activity going on or like um, simulated, or I don't know, like what is the status? Are you locked on your houses or what's the what's the situation? The
2: situation is
3: tragic. Υπάρχει μια εξαιρετικά σκληρή, έως εγκληματική αντιμετώπιση των πολιτών.
2: There is a brutal, uh, say, of here in Είναι
3: υποχρεωμένοι να δηλώνουν την όποια μετακίνησή τους.
2: They have to declare their every
3: Σε ορισμένη απόσταση από το, το την κατοικία τους
2: to a certain distance from their
3: uh, domicile σχολεία.
2: they prevent children from being educated from having access if to
3: school if, if they concerns,
2: unless they obey the
3: order two three
2: which translates into wearing the mask and να uh, tested at least two times a week.
3: του, μόνο του τα παιδιά.
2: Και uh, uh, so, να μπορούν να μπορούν
3: να μπορούν να μπορούν να μπορούν να
2: μπορούν να μπορούν να μπορούν
3: Και γενικά υπάρχει ένα σύστημα πλήρους και απόλυτης καταστολής.
2: Τέτοιας uh, of, uh, of
3: of καταστολής,
2: suppression,
3: η οποία είναι πολύ χειρότερη, uh,
2: which is, uh, even worse,
3: ακόμα και από την καταστολή που είχαν οι πατεράδες μας, Κατά τη διάρκεια της προηγούμενης κατοχής από τον Αρσεστικό και Φασιστικό καθεστώς του Χίτλερ και του Μοσσόλινι.
2: During the previous uh, nazist and fascist occupation from Hitler and Mussolini.
3: Επιπλέον. Well, <laughs> furthermore. Εμείς είμαστε και υποκαθεστώς κατοχής. Από το
2: We are considered to be under the regime of occupation since 2015.
3: Επίσημης κατοχής.
2: Official occupation.
3: Γιατί δεν μπορούμε να πάρουμε καμία απόφαση.
2: we can't make Δεν έχουμε
3: κυριαρχία, δηλαδή.
2: We don't have imperium.
3: Αλλά είμαστε υποχρεωμένοι μόνο να εκτελούμε εντολές.
2: But we have to carry out
3: orders. να προέρχονται. Από αποφάσει του Διεθνού Νομισματικού
2: Ταμείου, τη Ευρωπαϊκή Επιτροπή, και τη Ευρωπαϊκή
3: Κεντρική και
2: Central European Bank.
3: Ενώ από το 2010,
2: and since 2010
3: τελούσαμε υποκαθιστώ δικτατορία,
2: we γιατί
3: είχε εκχωρηθεί ανεφόρον και αμετάκλητα.
2: Because uh, without any reservation, there had been a, uh, a handout. Κάθε of, of every immunity.
3: Λόγω κυριαρχίας. Uh,
2: because of national imperium:
3: Με αφορμή την οικονομία.
2: Under the pretext of economy.
3: Κάτι το οποίο δεν είχε συμβεί πουθενά στον κόσμο.
2: Something that had never happened anywhere in the world.
3: Και δεν είχε συμβεί ούτε στα άλλα κράτη που υποτίθεται ότι επίση να μπουν σε μνημόνια, Ιρλανδία, Ιταλία, Of
2: course, in, of course, that hadn't happened also in other countries that uh,
3: Που είχαν, που είχαν μπει στα μνημόνια και αυτές. But
2: under, uh, mem- yeah, yeah. Και γενικά από
3: τότε κάθε ελευθερία ήταν απαγορευμένη.
2: And in general, every was
3: ελευθερία κίνησης,
2: uh, ελευθερία
3: of εκδηλώσεων,
2: of διαμαρτυρίας.
3: Ε, με πολύ δύο και σκληρή αντιμετώπιση όσες φορές επιχειρήσαμε απλώς να διαμαρτυρηθούμε
1: let us let us not let us not veer off too far into the past we are well aware of what happened and i agree with you that that was probably the first takeover of a country by private institutions that was the precursor of what we are seeing right now Um, and i agree absolutely that this should never have happened maybe what's happening now is the wake-up call which the entire world needs in order to turn their attention to what happened then and what is about to happen now. That's why we have to fight this in a very, very strong manner. Um, let us get back to the cur- I agree with you 100%, but let us get back to the Corona situation. There's another colleague from uh, Greece, Nikolaos Karavelos, who wanted to say something you said.
2: "Yes, mm-hmm. he's Yes, actually, he's the next speaker, and yes. he's actually waiting. I don't know how we could do it. Uh, maybe we'll have to sign up, sign out, and then sign in with his profile so that he could take on and uh, continue the, the conversation with you at his um, time.
0: Is he, is he in the meeting
2: now? Uh, actually, yeah, he's uh, on the office right next
0: to me. Okay, then do. We could, we, he can just come over, right? Oh, you can just come over, yeah. Yeah, okay, let's do that.
3: Okay. Thanks a lot for.
0: Thanks so much. Thanks
3: for, Thank you very much for, for your hospitality.
0: Thanks a lot. In the meantime, can I ask you, like, is there a, a lot of testing on the children as well going on, or like um, you said, like, so everyone has to test themselves? Could I answer
2: this uh, on my own? I have sure. to tell you, I, I am also an attorney at law, and uh, we actually, I'm uh, I'm an associate of Mr. Carvalho. We're in the same. Uh, office and i could tell you that uh there has been a lot of testing a lot of people are coming in Uh, they have problems in the schools with uh, their children their children are prevented from uh, uh, going to school from having access to education just with the pretext that they haven't undergone the uh the testing or the self-testing the and uh, yeah, the, we, the, 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 are, we
1: are we are a little behind, so we have to. I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to cut anything off, but we have to concentrate on what's at hand.
2: Yes. So let we us to, to,
1: We're, yeah. we're going
2: to try to be as compact as possible.
4: Okay. Good evening, uh, Mr. Hello, uh, Frimich, I'm very glad to to know you. Uh, I, I, I want to say that my English is not very good because good I was a little, uh, lazy. How oh, is in English? Lazy when I was young. <laughs> in English, <laughs> no, I <in law. laughs>
1: We have a good translator.
4: I, I promise that I, now I must uh, learn English uh, to better. better. Okay. Uh, so I speak with you. Hello, Mr. Nikos Karamellos.
2: My name is Nikos Karamellos.
4: Είμαι δικηγόρος,
2: I'm an attorney at law.
4: έχω ασχοληθεί και προϊστάμενος του νομικού τμήματος του Δήμου Ιλιούπολης.
2: Of the legal of the of in
4: ε, κυρίως έχω ασχοληθεί όλα 39 περίπου χρόνια με την ποινική και αστική δικηγορία.
2: My main field of practice for the last 39 year around 39 years uh, was criminal and civil uh uh pra- my practice was uh, criminal and civil mostly
4: Echo te harata de l'estéu Gerona echo condàmu din silada reformu
2: It is my great pleasure Ti
4: animsian Diardavai velikla edo uh, for the past
2: <laughs> for the past for the past few years to have by my side my uh my colleague associate Enis Marier Davani, that's me.
4: <laughs> also attorney
2: at law specializing private international law, who supports me in our common effort regarding the legal handling of the
4: pandemic. I'll try
2: to be as compact as possible so that i don't tire you and don't take much from your
4: time. Thank you.
2: Our office becomes witness and accepts most of uh, people's problems in Greece.
4: που τα παιδιά από τα σχολεία.
2: Parents whose children are cast out from schools.
4: Και εργαζόμενοι που δεν τους δέχονται στη δουλειά τους, επειδή δεν έχουν το τεστ.
2: And employees who are denied access to their work because they don't have the results of the test.
4: Τώρα το σε λίγο το εμβόλιο.
2: Right now the test and in, in short time the
4: άλλου.
2: In and I
4: το φαινόμενο.
2: Uh, <laughs> Μια
4: υπουργική απόφαση. That a
2: ministerial decree.
4: Να αντιμετωπίζεται ω πιο ισχυρή.
2: Is treated as superior.
4: Από το σύνταγμα της χώρας.
2: To the country's constitution. Από
4: διεθνείς συμβάσεις. To international conventions. Και από το νόμο.
2: And the legislation in general.
4: στο δικό μου το όταν χρειάστηκε να δηλώσω ότι θα έπρεπε να μην πιεστεί, Ο του σχολείου, είπα ότι η μου...
2: I have to tell you that uh, in my case, when I uh, when I asked the principal of my uh, child's, my son's uh, school to, to, to prevent people from uh, being suppressed into uh, having their children tested in order to attend uh, to attend school, he replied that I am funny.
4: Επίση, έχουμε το φαινόμενο.
2: Furthermore, we become witnesses.
4: Να οι υπηρεσίε να διώχνουν ή να απειλούν να διώξουν του εργαζομένου ή τα παιδιά.
2: Uh, uh, Χωρί
4: να εκδίδουν τι πράξει, τι δικηγικέ πράξει που αφορούν. Το, το κάθε ένα παιδί, δηλαδή την κάθε περίπτωση, δηλαδή τους διώχνουν χωρίς καμία, καμία δίχτυδική δι, πράξη, να εκδίδουν κάποια πράξη.
2: Άρα ε,
4: παραβιάζεται τόσο το δικαίωμα των παιδιών στη μάθηση.
2: Therefore, uh, this is a direct violation of uh, children's right, both to education, and
4: also to the right of uh, employment, as uh, forcing uh, in the national constitutions and international conventions.
2: And also to the right of employment, as in the national constitutions and international
4: conventions ότι πριν από μερικές μέρες ένα, στη βόρεια Ελλάδα, στη ΣΕΡΕΣ,
2: I have uh, to add also that a few days ago in uh, the northern part of Greece in Ceres,
4: ε, Καταδικάστηκε και, και οδηγήθηκε στις φυλακές.
2: There has been a conviction and incarceration. Ατόμο Of an individual who was not wearing uh, his mask.
4: Ήταν η δεύτερη φορά που δεν την
2: because it was the second time that he was caught not wearing
4: it. In other words, we, we
2: see that justice becomes more uh, severe, more
4: strict. With
2: decisions that cause fear. That they that they stand and κ. create a, create
4: terror. To be concerned. Now,
2: as far as Mr. Drosten's case, as as asked in your email, I strongly believe that each country has their own
4: Drosten. Drosten we έχουμε. also have our own Drostens, our local Greek Το δικό μας ιδική μας κυβέρνηση έβγαλε νόμο.
2: And our government has uh, issued a law.
4: Όπου οι διάφοροι κυριούς Τρόστεν εδώ.
2: Where all Mr. Drostens.
4: Δεν έχουν καμία ποινική αστυχρηστεία.
2: Have no civil or or criminal responsibility.
4: Και το κυριότερο, και εδώ Mostly. πρέπει να προσεχτεί αυτό.
2: And it has been noted that.
4: Δεν καλούνται ως μάρτυρες.
2: They cannot even be summoned as witnesses.
4: Αν αύριο δηλαδή θελήσει κάποιος
2: if someone wants to
4: να κάνει μια μήνυση κάποιου πολιτικού προσώπου, To
2: file a lawsuit against a political. Uh,
4: έχει δικαίωμα ο αντίστοιχος uh, Κύριος Drosten, που χρησιμοποιεί αυτή τη
2: It's Mr. καταθέσει He's sorry that he's using the name, but yes. he, he wants to.
4: Να μην καταθέσει ως μάρτυρας.
2: He has the right not to testify as a witness.
4: Αυτό κατά την άποψή μου δείχνει
2: as as that
4: ότι φοβούνται.
2: That they are
4: και δεν φοβούνται, δεν θέλουν να καλύψουν τους, uh, τους γιατρούς και τις επιτροπές αυτές.
2: And not just to cover, uh, and such meetings, αλλά μάλλον τους εαυτόσιους. Από
4: μαρτυρικές καταθέσεις που θα τους δημιουργούσαν
2: πρόβλημα. Είναι
4: σαφές Ότι αυτά obvious, είναι σαφές that? ότι αυτά τα πράγματα είναι απαράδεκτα και συνιστούν συγκροτούν αδικήματα εναντίον ερασιτελιών σαφροποιήσεως.
2: That these disinformation, uh, these things going on, constitute uh, crimes against humanity.
4: Έχω την νομική άποψη.
2: My legal opinion that.
4: Ότι τα άτομα αυτά δεν είναι απλώς άτομα που δίνουν μια ψήφο ή μια γνώμη. But,
2: that these people don't just give their opinion or their vote to some so, to some matters.
4: But their direct, uh,
2: their indirect collaboration the
4: of the governments.
2: Without whom uh, governments cannot impose those measures.
4: Ε, α, ακριβώς αυτό προκύπτει φαίνεται και από τις δηλώσει των κυβερνητικών παραγόντων.
2: Οτι uh, uh,
4: ακολουθούν τις απόψεις των γιατρών. Άρα λοιπόν, πιστεύω ότι οποιαδήποτε ποινική εμπλοκή μαρτυρική πρέπει οι άνθρωποι αυτοί να οδηγηθούν στη στην κάποια στιγμή.
2: Therefore, είναι therefore, I believe that these people should be, uh, judges should endure a trial and be tested and checked for their deeds.
4: Και να πω ότι εδώ θα πρέπει και για την πληρότητα της νομικής υποστήριξης αυτής της
2: And I have to say that in order for this legal a uh, legal argument this opinion to be full and
4: complete
2: it would be useful that everyone collaborates no uh, no matter where a lawsuit is filed or a legal action
4: το κείμενο κάθε νομικής ενέργειας από όλους. Είναι φυσικό.
1: αν if, if, um, if you file a lawsuit if you go for example into a civil court of law what do you do what, what do you base your legal argumentation on what facts do you attack
2: our basic and um, fundamental legal argument is that
4: ότι οι the e praxis po e famoso de in e contra sto sigma ke sti diethnis και στις
2: that these decrees and everything imposed and applied as legislation is
4: unconstitutional we have
2: a direct violation of both are uh let's say internal legislation and international uh conventions
4: apart from uh typical uh
2: um typical mis uh mishaps
4: let's say πράξεις, because uh uh these
2: uh these students and these employees being Cast out, being expelled from their work, being fired.
4: Here the is:
2: Take place without the necessary issuing of the administrative uh, decision, which is necessary for them to be in full legal
4: effect. They
2: They're just prevented from accessing uh, schools. Αυτό είναι
4: παράνομη βία.
2: This is illegal violence.
4: Είναι παράβαση καθήκοντο των οργάνων.
2: This is a breach of duty
4: και άλλα σοβαρά δικήματα.
2: very serious offenses.
4: Επίση, η εξαπάτηση ε, των πολιτών και έκθεση, όπω λέμε, κινδύνου για του πολίτε. Με τα
2: Έχουμε... We have a deception,
1: deceit. And
2: neglect.
1: OK. we. I understand the legal ramifications of this. You're attacking on a very broad base, which is, of course, crimes against humanity. You're attacking that it's all unconstitutional. And uh, that is probably what everybody agrees upon. Uh, I think the rest of the world, all of the lawyers who are now listening are probably in agreement as far as this is concerned. Um, and that's good. Um, the My personal conviction is that we have to attack at the basis of this. We have to attack the foundation. We have to go after the PCR test and uh, after Mr. Drosten. But of course, it makes sense to go um, and attack on a much broader case. But if you wanna win these cases, I don't think that's good enough. I think we have to go and attack at the very basis because it's so obvious from so many lawyers who we talk to and from so many other people who we talked to that there's a lot of people out there who are trying to divert our attention from this. And off we go in a general direction which is not leading us anywhere. That's why I'm saying, that's why I asked, is there a concrete, fact on which you attack but i can see how you um how you uh, believe that we have to attack on a broader scale um attacking on the notion that these are crimes against humanity which they certainly are um uh, and mr. If, I
2: mean, could I ask for just one second because mr others under, understands very little and i would like to to translate yeah, we,
1: we, at, at, another thing though we're 15 minutes behind right now and there's other lawyers who are waiting from France, for example. If you can just make it a, a short statement,
0: please. A
2: few seconds, please. Γενικότερα, είναι καλό που επιτυχέμεθα σε όλο το φάσμα, αλλά σε κάθε περίπτωση το βασικό μου το επιχείρημα πρέπει να είναι κλήνη βάση, είναι το PCR test. Mister φαλό. Mr. totally agrees with you that PCR test should be the basis of of this fight.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. τελειώσω, λέγοντας,
2: and I would like to, to conclude
4: that with το ζήτημα, το, το
2: that we would like to be of assistance to you and at your disposal disposal for all uh, for your actions in the <laughs> hate international <laughs> criminal <laughs> <laughs> <inaudible> court in any possible way that we could and you think it would be Oh, thank you very
1: much thank you very much i haven't this is uh, this is uh an idea that is not correct i don't have anything to do with the um, with the uh criminal court i know that a number of people have filed uh criminal complaints there but i don't have anything to do with that i think it's good to do that but um it's too much credit for me <laughs> uh it's it's someone else who's doing
2: yeah. this.
1: Like, It's waste
4: to uncap your minimum. Yeah,
0: that that was the information. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Okay, just uh uh um Rainer, let's stay in touch and then we can exchange all the information. And I think it's good to join forces with Greece. And yes. uh, so that's a very positive uh, effect, and we can also exchange ideas in detail. You know it's like uh, there's a lot of things going on and I think it's it's really important to look at the factual basis you know that's what you said Rainer, the the PCR test and like for instance this incidence like what we have here how many infections because that's that a lot of these things can be attacked really on the on the factual basis that there's no evidence so I think that's Okay let's um, great to to that we let's stay in touch and we can then talk about the details you know later on just of course and for everything that we do we'll keep you
2: posted like for everything going on here and that could be of use to you perfect thank, thank you very much. so much thank you
0: very much so let's turn to france mm-hmm. um, uh, the colleague um, mr jean-pierre joseph are you there
5: yeah very Hello. pleased to meet you Ich bin sehr erfreut, uh, Sie können zu lernen. Hallo, <laughs> So, what's
0: the what's the situation in France? Oh,
5: <laughs> it's a cathedraum. <laughs> so, we have, uh, we are going to raise many actions. Uh, first, the um, uh, the class action against ab- abusive confinement. Uh, on the basis of rigid PCR test. The hearing will take place on the, the 6th of May at the court of Paris, the civil court of Paris. It's Virginie who takes care of it. We have about 1,300 uh, applicants. Oh, wow. Wow. And with, um, with Jean-Luc, we, we have prepared a national procedure to attack the order of um, medical doctors um, with which uh, threatened to, to, to withdraw the, the authorization to practice, the doctors who wanted to treat and uh, to treat the COVID, um, we we knew uh, since the beginning that there were um, at least three world therapy. That everybody knew um, chloroquine, C vitamin, uh, Artemisia annua, and Iver- Ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Many doctors inform the government of this therapy, and the government refuses uh, to authorize,
1: and, uh, and w- all was forbidden. That's very interesting. That's very interesting, Jean-Claire. Yeah. Because that is precisely the same story that we're hearing from the United States and from other countries too. Ah. That all of these alternative medications were basically banned, more or less. Yeah, ah. I know that. Yes, and um, so the order of
5: the doctors, and especially the president, uh, at each time a doctor wanted uh, to uh, to prescribe. The one of this therapy, it was forbidden, and uh, 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 she, uh, he told her, them, uh, we, "We don't have the right of uh, of, um, of giving this prescription. So if you do, do it, you will be uh, pursued before the, 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 the special court of the, of the doctors. So, we have prepared some complaints, some criminal complaints, The first one is a normal complaint for patients who have survived but who consider that they have been poorly treated. This is a normal complaint. Mm -hmm. And doctors who have been threatened, it's a criminal complaint because these doctors will say, uh, due to that, Many patients uh, were were dead. And the third one for families who have lost a a person, a loved one, a a husband, a wife, a son, a father, a grandfather, and so on. It is also a criminal complaint uh, against the president of National Doctors' Order. And this will uh, be this will arise, will be launched next week. Super. And we hope that may, uh, many, many people uh, will, will uh, join us. Doctors, patients, families, we, 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 we are waiting
1: for uh, hundreds of thousands of persons. That's excellent. Uh, you are cooperating with Jean-Luc, is that correct? Yeah.
5: Yeah, okay. everybody knows, sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and
5: myself, I had another idea. In my town, uh, now I live in Renoir, uh since uh, a long time. When I was young, I was in Alsace. <laughs> That's
1: why you speak German. I have a vacation. Not really. So uh, I didn't I didn't know that France has uh, class actions is that really a class action or is this, it, or it yeah it? yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah
5: and in my town uh, I, I I am going to to raise an action a special action in which I I will grant the civil uh, the president of the civil court mm-hmm. to authorize about 100 persons not to wear the mask on the street.
0: Mm
5: -hmm. Uh, This action has no precedent. So I don't know how he will uh, react. But I hope that uh, on the neighbor courts, a lot of colleagues will do the same. I contact uh, some colleagues of neighbor courts of Valence Chambéry in Savoy, uh, Avignon, and Lyon. Mm. And so the purpose is uh, to, uh, to, to raise action
1: because, before all the civil courts of France. That makes a lot of sense. I now, think that is precisely what we're trying to do here, too. Do you have enough colleagues who will cooperate with you? Or how many lawyers are there in France? For the moment, I, I, I don't know exactly I have some colleagues
5: with, uh, who are interested, but most of them for the moment are afraid of the virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same story all they over believe, the They believe that the virus will, will, <laughs> will kill them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they wear the mask until the eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And, How many? Um, um, can I ask Monsieur uh, Joseph? So, what is the just a, a quick overview? What's this? What's the situation there in France? Do you have a, a lockdown? Is there a lot yeah. of like yeah. incidents we, of the we virus have a lockdown mm-hmm. and, uh,
5: until uh, next Monday?
0: <laughs> and then continue, but, I guess. But
5: next Monday, uh, we will have to go to bed <laughs> at seven o'clock. <laughs> oh my god, is that so?
1: I don't respect that. <laughs> Do people respect that? And if they don't, is the police... Is Are they... Uh, you, you may have seen pictures of the German police, yeah. uh, who in some instances, or in Brussels or in the Netherlands, some members of the police, not many, but some members of the police are extremely brutal when it comes to um, going after the people who in their view violate these rules and regulations do that do you have that in in france as well yeah yeah it depends of towns in mm-hmm. grenoble them they control
5: just a bit not not very much mm-hmm. uh, myself uh, i go i go home at about uh, 10 o'clock sometimes 11 o'clock mm-hmm. and i don't uh, I, I don't uh, meet any control
1: yeah, well, it, the reality is that if we, all of us, stood up and uh, decided we're not going to follow these orders anymore, of course there's not enough police, there's not enough soldiers, there's not <laughs> enough of the other side to control us. But people have to understand this first. Um, what is the, what, How do people in France feel? Is it the same as in Germany, where most people keep quiet? And yeah. a very yes. small, but very vocal. But we are, yeah. yeah, we are sheep. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, how many? How many? What's the percentage of the population? What do you estimate? How many people in the population are not really in agreement with what is going on? Difficult to estimate, uh, but
5: for the moment. I think that a lot of people are still afraid of the virus because I don't wear the mask in the street, and when when I meet people, I see them walking, uh, looking at the the pavement, not not verticals, mm-hmm. and they're afraid. Sometimes they change of pavement, they cross mm-hmm. the street, and. Uh, <coughs> Which is funny, that sometimes uh, a police car stops to, to let me cross the street and I don't have mask and I say thank you.
0: <laughs> so maybe it's their, their secret form of resistance as well by the police. I, you know, maybe they're quite aware of, of uh, what the situation is like. Yeah, interesting.
5: I think it's, it's, like, it's like in Germany, the same situation. But you know but we have a lot have... of
0: people without masks you know like in Berlin there's really a lot of people who who don't wear masks and like who are you know po- populate the the uh, the playgrounds and um, you know just a, a huge amount of people who don't care anymore
5: I think the great resp- the, the, the big responsible are the the newspapers
0: yeah. of
1: course Yeah so that is the same story all over the world it's the media through which they try to control the narrative and the narrative then creates fear and that's why most people are still in fear. I'm yeah. not sure, I'm not sure Jean-Pierre if here in Germany really so many people are in agreement with the government. Many just don't say anything and many just wear their masks because they don't want any trouble, but that doesn't mean yeah. that they Probably, agree yeah. with what's going Probably. on. But sometimes I have a um a discussion with
5: somebody who says eh, wear your mask uh hide your nose and i and i answer I have a long nose i don't don't have a china's nose <laughs> and they, they they become angry but i have, i don't care I don't care because um oh I practice forty years ago. <laughs> that's
1: good to hear, that's good to hear. Okay, well, Jean-Pierre, thank you so much for giving us these insights into what's going on in in, uh, in France. I've heard a lot of about what's going on in France. I know there are a lot of legal efforts underway uh, from talking to Jean, uh, Jean-Luc. Uh-huh.
6: Um,
1: and I believe that if we keep our forces combined yeah. the Germans, the French, the Italians, the oh. Austrians who are making very good progress and if we uh, exchange our, our uh, decisions, our legal decisions plus of course the expert opinions on which these legal opinions uh, rest, mm. then, <clears throat> then I think we're uh, on track and uh, we will eventually of course this may happen much sooner than many people believe. Eventually, we will get the public interested in what's really going on. <clears throat> and once that happens, the tide will turn. If people begin to ask questions, the tide will turn.
0: Uh, okay. Anna, maybe we yeah. should also, for this group, uh, you <laughs> know, uh, talk a little bit about the Weimar situation. You know, I don't know if they're yeah. all aware of it. Because yeah. I think that's that's very important. We had this, um, you know, really uh, very very important ruling from a, a Weimar family judge, and he ruled that the um, basically the the mask, the testing, and the you know social distancing in you know the, the uh, 1.5 meter distance between the children in the school that they were um, unlawful, and um, and uh, he based his uh, opinion on like um, three expert um, statements you know that he very really long extended uh, expert statements that we can also uh, provide you with um, so he based this on basically like a first time in maybe, maybe uh, worldwide that a judge looked at the at the expert side of it and came to the conclusion that this is all really like unlawful and um, interestingly the, um, the, the, it must have, It's a political um, agenda, yeah, as we is, found out today, this... that they attacked the. the um, you, you go on, uh, Rainer.
1: Yeah, you probably. I, um, I'm not sure, Jean Pierre, but I think since I told Jean Luc that you're aware of the fact that they went after this judge, uh, mm-hmm. they searched him, they searched his home, his office, his car, they seized his cell phone. And I think his computer, he's got it all back in the meantime. But I think that was a very strong gesture to show the public, not just the German public, but the international public. And as a warning sign to show the the international uh, judicial community, the judges in particular, don't do this. Because if you do it, this is what's going to happen to you. This is also meant to show all the people, all the parents who want to protect their children, because they are in the focus of what the other side is doing right now. The children, it's all about the children. To show these parents of children, don't do this. Don't go to a court of law in order to protect your children because we're going to go after you next. I think that's what this is meant to tell us. Uh, but at the same time, this, of course, is waking up many more people who may have been on the side of the government more or less, but who are now realizing that there's something really strange is going on because this has never really happened before. And Viviane is right, this is the first such decision, the first PCR test decision, which was based on the actual hearing of evidence of of, uh, expert opinions. Uh, The other two from uh, Portugal and from Vienna were also excellent decisions but this is the first one that's based on real evidence, and that's why it's so dangerous, because the rest of the world can use it, and the rest of the world is using it. Okay, well, thank you again, Jean-Pierre. Um, I don't know if uh, Tom Renz is with us yet, um, because he's next in line, or is there something that you wanted to tell us that, I, uh, I didn't, that, that you need some more time for, Jean-Pierre?
5: No, I don't. Mm, I don't need some some more time. Okay, like the song of the Beatles, it won't be long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay, well, thank you very much again, uh, Tom. Are you with us, Tom Renz?
0: Not yet, it seems. Huh. Um... <clears throat>
1: If Tom isn't with us, um, maybe he's on a different time schedule. Uh, maybe we can talk to Pastor John uh, from uh, South Africa. Oh, that's good to see you.
7: Hi, John. Hey. Hello, Tom. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you? Oh, we're under the
1: circumstances, we're in pretty good shape. I, I know that there are a lot of people out there who are in much worse shape than we are, even though the pressure that is being applied on us and the pressure that they're trying to use in order to stifle the German courts of law is pretty extraordinary. Uh I think when we last spoke in our last Zoom conference. I think I told you about how the judge who made this very important decision uh, was, um, was searched. His, his office, his home and his car, uh, they were all searched and his cell phone and his computer were seized. I think I told you about this, right?
7: Yes, I remember that.
1: Yeah, but what it also tells us is that the other side is extremely worried about these things. Because if you get many more such decisions that tell you courts of law that tell the people that the PCR test cannot tell you anything about infections and that there are no asymptomatic infections, the more decisions you get like these, the more people will understand that they have been fooled. Um, Can you tell, because of course we spoke, I know a little bit because you told me a little, about what's going on in South Africa and in the rest of the continent, but can you uh, tell our viewers what the situation is like and what kinds of legal efforts are being uh, taken in order to uh, counter this?
7: Thank you very much, and greetings to everybody. And thank you for standing up for justice, for righteousness, for the good of men all around the world. We are in In a Christian circle, what is called we are in what is called the last days. And from the scriptures, we learn that wickedness will increase in these last days. That means people will be more wicked, more evil. We are looking, we are we are expecting it, but we also know that we can restrain some of the things that these wicked people are planning. In South Africa they have used that pcr test to 10 million people they have tested 10 million we are a country of around 60 million people and according to the government statistics 10 million were tested with those Mr. with those tests and then out of the 10 million 1000 1,580, 1,580 became positive. But the interesting thing is we have 1.5 million recovery, 54,000 people died. And then the current active cases in the Republic of South Africa is plus minus 30,000. And since January, they have vaccinated over 307,000 people. And we are now uh, in what we call a lockdown level tree. <laughs> um What happens is gatherings are not allowed to be indoors, not more than 250, outdoors not more than 500, and then we have a curfew midnight, 12 midnight to 4 a.m. Nobody must be on the streets. And it keeps changing. It keeps changing as it sees them. So these actions or this illegality and unlawfulness acts on behalf of our government led us into forming an institution called Watchers and Gatekeepers. Because right now we are a constitutional democracy, but since this corona thing started last March, the country is under what is known to be disaster management, national state of disaster, and then they are using Disaster Management Act. So, the constitution is a little bit suspended. And this, and and, 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 and and what's happening is they are using this Disaster Management Act, which gives them power to lock down the country and do all these illegal things that they are doing. So, as watchers and gatekeepers, we, we started an action. There have been over 300 cases fighting with one regulation against the other by tobacco companies because they at some point they banned tobacco smoking they banned the selling of liquor so these organizations have been going now and then to courts. the organizations that runs restaurants small businesses coming together and challenging and majority of these cases were lost and then we we discover that in the mind of our justices in the whole country, the government is doing its best. In their mind, the judges in the country, the government is doing their best. There is a pandemic in their mind. And even if they are making mistakes there and there, but generally, It's for the well-being of the citizen to be shut down where necessary, according to how they... So we felt, like you were saying now, that until we present a case in court, that challenged the very root of the beliefs of even the judges. Things like what we took up to ask them if this corona itself is isolated, is purified or is in any lab these are the things that we want them to answer in the court and then we're also challenging the very act itself the disaster management act because you see we go to malls children are back to school and those who want to go to the beach are going to the beach there's a lot of freedom we don't the government is not supporting any funeral if there's a funeral they're not paying for it so we were questioning what is the definition of disaster when you say we are under disaster and then you evoke the disaster management act what disaster is it so these are the things that we are going to be taking to the constitutional court because here's the deal In in, in one of the consultations with the senior lawyers, some of them advised us, and they are working for government in the military intelligence, they said in our briefings as lawyers acting on behalf of the government, they said any High Court application against any regulation or challenging the very Disaster Management Act itself, they would keep appealing to exhaust, to get us tired, you know, to weary us, they will keep appealing. So he suggested that go directly to the epic court, apex court, the constitutional court, seek audience with the court because this is a constitutional crisis the freedoms of religion, the freedoms of association, the freedoms of gathering, and the Bill of Rights, all these things are cancelled. So we, 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 we can approach the Constitutional Court. And the good thing about going straight to the Constitutional Court in the Republic of South Africa is that once the decision has been made there, there's no appeal, because there was a judgment by another group here where some of the regulations were found to be invalid and unconstitutional they just ignored the judgment and then the same group lodged another court application holding the minister in contempt for what they did is instead of Rectifying those unlawful, they change to another level. They move from level four to level three and draft new regulations. They don't you no, know, they don't comply with the court orders. They 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 can move to level two and then they claim there's a peak, everybody will be in danger, and then they go back to level four and strengthen. So one will go to the court to challenge. The regulations of level four, they were on the day of the case, they announced they are moving from level four to level two, and now it's new regulation. It makes the case irrelevant now in the court because the levels has changed, the 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 the, the, the regulations has changed. They have been playing that kind of a game. But what we have done, because also we know about the politics in africa will require the masses we are churches so we are mobilizing and educating our own churches yeah. all around the country on these matters on the mask uh, as we get the information we make it known to our people the danger of the mask you know continual sanitation what it does you, you know so for us getting proper scientific evidence from within our teams in these groups will be imperative in that we can pass not things that we pick up from you know, Google, but real things that are researched, that can be tested, that you have the jar, the, the, the scientists baking them. Like the case that we, we have a group of lawyers who are representing us. But for them to apply the law, like we said to you the other day, they said we need facts. Can you identify some scientists who are supporting what you are alleging against government? Because they were saying government will come with their own experts. They will come with their own scientists and then each will present their case before the justices. before the bench of the Constitutional Court. Who do you have? And then that's when we started looking for you, (laughs) for everybody, and says, because in South Africa, majority of the doctors and the little scientists that we have are at the employment of government. Like uh, uh, Mr. Jimpa was saying, they are afraid. They have signed some confidential agreement, and from they have been made to sign papers after papers. You know, confidentiality. They have been threatened. So, down this side is challenging to get expert, but uh, who can come and say we are? We will draft Avidavits. This is. They talk to us, but they talk to us secretly. Yeah behind the scene, they don't want to come to the fore. When they realize that we want to really take up this matter, they disappear. So that's what is happening. That is why as soon as we are connected with people who are ready to support the the, the things that we want to present, that we want to challenge our government before the constitutional court to prove that we are under a disaster, because we don't think we are under the disaster. There's no military on the street. No everybody is capable of taking care of themselves. Yeah. So and, and 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 also we need clarity as to whether corona is a pandemic, seeing that in South Africa alone, it has a, a recovered of 95%. Yeah. I mean, without anybody getting medication, 95% are recovery. So does it qualify? These are the things that they, they have to come before the courts, uh, but we need people who are best positioned as scientists to say, this doesn't qualify because we believe that. Is it mm-hmm. purified? Is it we heard that it looks like Corona is not anywhere in any lab in the world. It's not yeah. isolated, it's not purified. So the PCR test, what are they for that is that is the most
1: john that is i think that is very encouraging to hear that from you because i get the idea that in south africa and probably i think you hinted at that in much of the rest of africa as well much of the information that the people get they get through the churches
7: is that correct yes
1: yeah, that is so any
7: important. other information, any other information that the people are getting in, in, in Africa and in South Africa, especially from the television is pro-government, pro-corona, yeah. comply, comply, sanitize. You go anywhere, like the gentleman was saying, there are other people when they see you without the mask, they say, Hey, why, where's your mask? They will even fight. So we are the only ones who brings a different narrative and we have the platforms we have the platforms because we have thousands of churches that we oversee so we can talk as long as we get the right information you know uh, we can begin to educate the people on the ground and we are working on uh, establishing uh, you know communication channels we will use some, some, even the YouTube, whatever. Even though you know what they are doing, they put down what they don't agree. But weight of mouth is working in our churches for us. So uh, it, it's positive. What we need to go forward with our litigation as soon as possible. As soon as possible is to get at least three judges, uh, three scientists to who can say we will write the Avidavit expect avidavits and then our senior council will be able to apply the law based on the information that we get. As soon as we do that, and I told you that South Africa is key in Southern Africa and Africa because South Africa is in alliance with other 16 countries, they call them South African Development Community. Whatever South Africa does, these countries, they follow without even questioning. So once we begin this lawsuit in the Republic of South Africa, we will go to Mozambique, we will go to Lesotho, we will go to Angola, we will go to Botswana, we will go to Seychelles, to Mauritius, to all of them, and the rest of Africa. This is what we want to do, and we want to do it speedily. We have to move with speed, because these people also, they are not slowing down. I'm, tell, I'm told that at the end of, of June, in South Africa, we will be receiving eighty eight million vaccines of fiber. We want to move to the Constitutional Court before that. We okay. want to stop it. We want to move fast. So if we can be helped, even if the cost of the scientist, whether to come or just to send the abidavit, we, we we can we can get
0: sponsors.
7: John,
1: to pay for right. the cost.
0: Rainer, do they yeah, have I our will. opinion? Do you have do they have our expert opinions already?
1: I don't know. John did I think I sent you or Corvin may have sent you the expert opinions which are all included in this one decision made by the court, by the family court in Weimar. If you don't have it yet, we will send it to you right after this session plus i will put you in touch with all of the major experts so that you can move very fast because we understand we understand that south africa and probably the entire continent of africa is going to be key to what is going on i think it's going to be key to what is going on because unlike in any other country where the churches are a complete disaster in South Africa, the churches are still pot- are still capable of talking to the people and giving them the
7: real information. That 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 is the positive, not only in South Africa but also in Africa. Yeah, we have we we, we have majority of the white churches, and you know your mainstream churches, you know, agreeing with government turning churches into yeah. vaccination centers training for vaccinations. But those who agree with us are more than those with them. So we need to move quickly with proof and go before the courts. Like I said, challenging regulations is waste of time. They yeah. keep changing them. Yeah. We have yeah. to go to the core of yeah. the issues. We have to attack the real issues. Where is okay. corona? Yeah. Why yeah. the PCR testing? Yeah. What is in the vaccines? What yeah. are the contents of the vaccines that you are vaccinating? Because we are told that it's not even a vaccination against corona. It's trials. Yeah. So we want to to take them to court to explain what are, why are they vaccinating people? Is it for prevention or they are still trying? We want those things to be spoken under oath in the highest court in the country so that they can be held responsible. When they make their press conferences and announces these things, the journalists are not challenging them. They get away with that. So we want to take them before the high court so that they answer these things in the courts, in the courts with proof. They must not come with words and and the other time they came with a letter. You know, when they were asking one of the lawsuits uh, why the mask, they put out a, a letter from WHO, and the magistrate was even uh, uh, disgusted. He says, But we are a sovereign country. Why you you receive instruction from WHO to put the mask and you don't ask them for what? Because their lawyer could not say, Who, if the mask is preventing. He says, no, the minister acted on the letter from WHO, and the judge was asking him. So you don't know whether the mask helps or not. You just want people to put the mask. So all those things, they, they have no basis. But we want the science, the science to beg us. We want experts to, to support what we already know what we already believe. We don't qualify to talk on these things because we are not scientists, but we are feeling strong about these things. So we want to be connected with these people so that we can move fast. Okay, John, uh, we sent you the
1: decision by the court of Weimar. We will send it again, and we will put you in touch with all of the scientists. One of One is the lead scientist who is in touch with everyone else and she will be the one who will get you in touch with everyone else. We're gonna move fast because it looks as though Africa may be key to this. Yes.
0: Okay, perfect. That's that's really fantastic. I think it's really good news that you have this analog connection with you know all the the, um, the members of the the community. That I think that's that's a really that's a, that's a great opportunity that we should really look at. We also have additional um, expert opinions, um, Rainer, on, for instance, the um, you know the dangerousness of the uh, the testing kits. You know, like this uh, these little things that you put into your, your nose, and these are even also the toxic, and we have, we have the, the swabs. The yeah, it's, uh, they're toxic because of the chemicals they used and all that. We have more information we about had, that as we well. Had,
7: we were, we were travelling to a, um, a program in Dubai, and they did this test on two of our colleagues when we were travelling with. 15 minutes down, those people could not walk. You know they became dizzy and it lasted 48 hours before they recover people who are normal after this thing was put in their nose suddenly they lost control of their body we don't know what happened and i think you are right we have to go against those things Yes. Yeah. So
0: we'll we will. we'll keep you. Po- we'll send all that, and then you can use it and get in touch with the experts. And they're also like English-speaking experts, and we can also provide them. I think it's that's that's really like a, a good that's a, a good um, outlook. I think on on this kind of thing. Maybe um, should we? Because I don't know what the time uh, what we're at time-wise. Maybe we should we're now little, turn we're to. We're a little
1: behind. We're a little behind schedule, but this was really important because important. because it looks as though. Really, John, it looks as though Africa will be key to all of this. and um, Especially will...
7: South Africa. South yeah. yeah, Africa is, it should be supported because it controls everything in Africa. Yeah. It's the gateway to Africa. We mm-hmm. win this lawsuit in South Africa, we finish the lie in the whole continent, and then we lay a base for the whole world to rise yeah. up, Yes. That's the point. I will put you in touch with my friend and our
1: colleague, Michael Swinwood, as well, because it's important. uh, He knows he has much of the background information about the history of the power structures behind the pharmaceutical and the uh, tech and the financial industry, which is driving this. He knows who is really in charge of this. Just as extra information, you can't use it in the courts of law yet but it's important to know it. So I'll put you in touch with him and with some of the other colleagues, some of the Anglo-American colleagues. But I think it's extremely important that we provide you in South Africa with everything that we have. We'll do that,
7: John. That's very important. Okay.
0: Super, thanks ever so much. Uh, Rainer, can you see if Tom, Tom is now here?
7: Tom, are
1: you with us? Tom Renz? No, oh, I think he's still at the airport. Um, okay, I was. In, he, he's. Uh, he. I think he's on a on a delayed plane or something. So uh, again, thank you, John. This is very very important for all of us. What you told us.
0: Thanks so much. So let's turn to Israel.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hi. Hello. Um, hello. So my name is Uriel. Uh, I'm from Israel, uh, and I'm representing. Uh, a group, uh, an NGO, if you will, called the Israel People Committee.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, I'm joined by Rotten Brown. She's uh, one of our lead uh, attorneys, and she's also in the in the meeting. So I thought about starting to describing the situation in Israel a little bit, yeah. And then one of our projects that's not so legal related, and then Rotten will will I will turn to Rotten and she will explain our legal situation. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so, you know, Israel is a little, a small country and it's around 9 million people. And uh, it's, it's very important because everything that's going to happen everywhere in the world is happening right now in Israel. So, um, the government claims that we have around 5 million people already vaccinated with the two doses of the Pfizer vaccine, which is the vaccine that's currently being used in Israel. Um, we have around two and a half million children under the age of 16 that cannot be currently vaccinated and around one and a half million people, the rest of the people that's not vaccinated and probably doesn't want to be vaccinated. Ah. So they know we will reach a point of stagnation where they know that they cannot force the one and a half million people to vaccinate no matter the green passport and whatever measures they're taking. Uh, So the next step is to vaccinate the children. Uh, So um, one of the projects that we are doing is to try to um, make people realize how dangerous is the vaccine um, and to to give the people informed consent, so real informed consent that's not being given by the government uh, so that Parents can decide whether they want they actually want to vaccinate their children or not. So, um, because you know the, the the government has been giving propaganda that the vaccination is FDA approved, which is not. It has an emergency approval only, and they don't are they are not giving the the information at the point of vaccination. When for example in the US you go to to, to get your vaccine, you get several pages of information. That it's uh, an emergency use only it's not approved, etc cetera, etc cetera. so in Israel you don't in Israel they just jab you with the uh, the needle and then you go home so the government makes like there's a, a, a system to inform after the vaccination about side effects and uh, adverse events but there is not a transparency system working there and our group has been Uh, collecting from Facebook, social media, all kinds of reports of adverse effects and collecting them in a a, a document which we have already published in Hebrew and we are in the process of translating into English. I sent to Corvin our summary in English and once we get the full report, we are going to send it. Um, We see very serious side effects like cardiac uh, problems in very young people and uh, problems uh, among pregnant women, uh, very serious problems. And we wanted people to know that, that probably the, the, the vaccine is more dangerous than the, 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 the disease. So um, once this got into social media, uh, the report, and started making some noise, uh, the government came out with, like, leaked, the Ministry of Health leaked their own report, which, in which they downplayed the, the numbers by far, and they started claiming that all all problems were treatable and they were not serious, uh, which is, of course, uh, a lie. Um, so, so, one of the main uh, aspects of work is trying to to make the the public aware. The other problem we are trying to attack is to uh, somehow uh, try to stop the vaccinations uh, upon children, because um, the government uh, is talking now about starting vaccinations for children during May or maybe June, uh, and, uh, and they are starting massive propaganda campaigns to cause parents to want to vaccinate their children, like they're claiming that uh, some child from non-vaccinated parents spread the disease in the entire school, and they want to introduce PCR, massive PCR testing in the schools to cause everyone to, to be afraid, of course, and try to vaccinate their children. So from a non-legal standoff point of view, this is our work, what we're trying to do. And I think I will let Rotem continue and explain our uh, legal uh, legal work. And then, uh, if you have questions, we can try to address them. Can
0: I can I just ask quickly? A, yeah, uh, I course. have a question. Is, so the vaccine. This is only the Pfizer, the Biontech Pfizer that you're using yes, still, the, or uh,
8: the Prime Minister has an agreement with Food uh, Pfizer, which uh, has been published but redacted, with major parts redacted. Uh, We know even the date of the agreement is redacted. We know that he has compromised Israel to something and we don't know what. Uh, He has uh, uh, made promises of vaccinating, I think, 90% of the people or or more. So the pressure upon the government to try to vaccinate the people is very high. And probably to his pocket as well. so uh, so yeah, uh, only the Pfizer and, and the prime minister has already bought like 30 million additional doses because they are saying that you don't, two doses will not be enough. The antibodies will, will fade within a few months and you will have to have a third dose of the vaccination. There, so, is, so.
1: A, uh, there is a rumor, Uriel, I don't know if you've heard about this, <laughs> that uh, kickbacks are being paid to... Uh, to your prime minister for every uh, for every quote unquote vaccination, have
8: you heard? I don't know if it's true. I'm sure it, it might be true. Uh, I'm sure that there are other government officials that they might be getting, getting paybacks also, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that many of the doctors working, uh, those that are uh, are. Uh, um, uh, that, that want to vaccinate people they're also getting getting uh, some sort of payback but uh, but but i think that that there's an important issue that that i think that uh, we believe that probably he, he has he has put some some of something as collateral to to the to the to the agreement and and uh, it might be very dangerous not to fulfill it because you know uh, deficit and, and Stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but, but let me let, me let uh, Rotem speak a little bit about our legal situation. Um, might be uh, important also. Rotem, please.
9: Okay. So, good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is Rotem Brown. Thank you so much for this platform. I find this conversation fascinating, and I also, uh, I can tell you that uh, the people of my country are very curious to know uh and to listen and to hear from first hand from people around the world because the media uh, mainstream media is so deceitful that you cannot even uh, fathom the real situation uh, i would say i would go so far to say that uh, our entire reality is being fabricated by those who have uh, the power and the interest to do so and that they gain so much from this pandemia. Um, there's not. A, I don't see any point in, in elaborating uh, about things that you uh, we we all know and grasp. Uh, just to say uh, that our situation in Israel is very unique, in the sense that most of the population or the people who actually have a voice that are grown up and that are vaccinated. If you have any, any way to avoid, I have heard Pastor John's um, speech, and I think that if they have, if if we can help in any way to prevent vaccination, and actually, to in, in all truth, I cannot call this, uh, a vaccine, because it is not a vaccine, it's a gene therapy. And uh, as Uriel stated, uh, our uh, people committee are uh, investigating the adverse uh, side effects of this uh, Pfizer, I don't even know, liquid Mm -hmm. or gene therapy. We are witnessing horrible, horrible side effects, and nobody will ever compensate these people since this uh, thing is called a vaccine and it's not called a medication. So there are different rules about liability. Uh, For myself, I can say uh, I used to be a very peaceful lawyer. I have an office in Tel Aviv, but one year ago I woke up to realize that I'm an activist. And since then, I I work day and night, and I have another colleague that's working with me. Her name is Irit. And we are um, filing more and more applications for the High Court. Also, was stated before me that uh, trying to um, to go to lower uh, tribunals uh, can be devastating, we've seen it in our country. Also because the media is so into strengthening the deceitful narrative of the pandemia. then we are fighting giants. That's at least the way we feel so, as David and Goliath in in this uh, biblical myth. We are David, and we are fighting Goliath. And I don't. And, and we we need to act as quickly as and and as with wisdom. And uh, we. This is what we are trying to do. Um, also, I don't know if we're real or, uh, we have green passport in Israel, which is probably the most fascist horrible thing that happened in our country ever. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that such a thing has happened in in the state of Israel, where we have Holocaust survivors. We had Holocaust Day a month ago, and the ceremonies did not allow Holocaust survivors to come if they don't have green passport. Can you imagine a thing like that? A person who went through camps and was experimented on is now going through the whole trauma again in their own state. It's just astonishing. Well, so, we
1: had we had one of the Holocaust survivors um, um, interviewed one of them uh, on our corona committee. Her name is Vera Sharaf.
8: Yes, I, I, I met her. I, I had happened to talk to her on the phone. And she was very nice. And, and yeah. she told me the story. And she, she enlightened me about Klaus Schwab and the whole clique. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and uh, She pointed me right, like in the right direction to, to, to read and learn a little more of uh, what's actually happening. Yes.
1: The, the thing so, is, the most important thing she said is that she never in her lifetime would have expected to have to fight the very same people again that she had to fight against 70 or 80 years ago. And I don't... What I don't understand, well, I do understand, because of the mainstream media's uh, propaganda, but it's very hard to understand how those people who survived this do not get a voice in your country, because they must make themselves heard. Uh, Everybody should hear their stories, so that would be a very stark warning, I think. But
8: Historically, there has been a problem with the Holocaust survivors, they're, they're like.
9: I would say there are few,
8: they're, they're few and, and, and 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 sometimes they get to the situation that they 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 don't have, uh, they are not treated economically uh, well enough in the country, which is weird, uh, but I don't know. So that's strange. I, yeah, that's
9: strange. I would say I would say that the brainwash is so powerful. That we are uh, experiencing uh, such a, a cognitive dissonance among the people that the, really the the fight or the war is it's about consciousness, and uh, I was I saw the email that you sent about the PCR test and truly I think that the m- most the the biggest problem is uh, mainstream media and the brainwash, and uh, uh, we use the. The So I don't think that if we even tell people that the PCR tests are, excuse me, bullshit, that they would actually believe it because they are so brainwashed. So the only tools we have are going to the High Court of Justice. I personally uh, uh, made very big um, uh, lawsuits uh, that are, you would say, uh, constitutional. We don't actually have a constitution in Israel, but uh, to protect uh, a few thousand people, thousands of people, I represent a group of teachers uh, that were uh, threatened to be uh, fired or being forced to uh, inject the Pfizer uh, liquid or if, uh, get tested and they they are at least left alone for now. So I also, uh, we represent under uh, the uh, People's Committee, another group of people who are um, parents of children that now they are starting to uh, mandate a PCR test in school. Of course, the, the real purpose is to inject them even though the, the, the it is highly dangerous and experimental, and they are hiding the fact that is exper- that the whole thing is experimental, which is another uh, uh, application that we made about the deceit, uh, the whole deceit about the uh, how the the propaganda for Pfizer uh, liquid was uh, was. Um, Presented on television, and behind them there was this logo FDA approved, and they said it was uh, it, it went through the strictest of tests, which is complete lie. There was no test. The FDA uh, uh, authorization, emergency authorization that is temporary, was given upon the sole word of uh, word of Pfizer and without any tests. Also, the thing was not tested in Israel. It was just shipped here, and immediately five million people were injected, which is insane. There are only nine million million people in the country.
1: But you're saying, you're saying that um, if I don't, if I have written this down correctly, five million people were vaccinated, two point five million children. Are supposed to get vaccinated, but haven't been vaccinated
8: yet. Yes, but but uh, they're they're only authorizing right now the vaccination between ages of 12 and 16, which is of course not the two and, two and a half uh, million. It's, no, it's-
9: high school high school children, 16s and 16 and above, are vaccinated, oh. and now the uh, the discrimination is so severe that if you have if you have a 16 year old child they cannot go to the annual trip with their other uh, children they can go and uh, do everything that is not fun but anything that is fun uh, they cannot do which suggests the whole green passport Virginia. is punitive and not it has what? no epidemiological uh, logic behind it or any we are trying to and i, I do want to go back to what Pastor John said, which is, I, I thought it was, I don't know, so powerful his uh, words. The scientific thing is, is essential. In yes. our people committee, we have scientists, doctors, people from the uh, from like media experts, doctors, professors, lawyers. We are trying to combine forces and to, but and not come out as a, consp- a conspiration theories, mm. is what they're trying to say about us. I have friends who, told, who actually asked me if I believe in flat world. Uh. That's how brainwashed people are, people who know me, who know my career. I am a lawyer. I'm an economist. I have also another degree in business. For, for people who know me to ask me such a thing, that tells you how brainwashed they
1: are yeah but this is the same story it's happening all over the world the other side is afraid of our opinions is afraid of our scientific arguments that's why they must do everything to keep to keep us from from getting our opinions and our scientific opinions heard that's why they're all in every single country. This is the same approach everywhere. Why that's why they're all calling us right-wing, um, margins, flat-earthers, whatever. They can only attack us personally. They cannot attack our opinions because there's no way... they, If they, if they had us on a, on a talk show, for example, on public television, their whole house of cards would immediately collapse. Because, as you may have noticed, those stooges, or puppets whose strings are being pulled by the people who are behind them. Most of them are not very smart. They're not the brightest candles on the chandelier. They're rather very, I'm not going to say stupid people, but they're not very bright. They put them there because they're easy to handle. And that's why they don't want them to talk to us, not
9: in public. But I would say to that, that I was interviewed at the beginning of my struggle when I first uh, uh, tr- uh, started to represent uh, the teachers of Israel. Uh, they, they, the media actually chased me and I knew that they are manipulating the thing. First yeah. of all, and this is some kind of advice that I can give you all, that you should never, ever, ever give an interview that is not live, only live interview, because they edit it and they make you sound ridiculous. They will do anything, anything, to represent anybody who is not aligned with the narrative as fake news. The, The media are the most... for. At least on my part, the the most dangerous, dangerous tool of all. I'm not sure that they are even um, they 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 have any any kind of thing to offer us. They are bought uh, and paid for, and there's nothing we we can do with them Listen. except maybe sue them.
1: Yeah, for, but. You have to you have to choose your battles. You can't fight every battle, you have to choose your battles. But listen, um, in my view, there are a lot of people out there who share our views. Most of them keep quiet at this point. For example, the other day I had to go to the German equivalent of the DMV, ADMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles. And there was this woman talking to me behind this uh, shield, and uh, she I got the impression that she was not not very happy with what she was doing. She was wearing a mask, but she kept pulling it down. Eventually, I told her, because she was making a joke, which sounded as though she didn't really mean it to be funny. And I said, well, you know, where do you get this information? She said, well, not from the mainstream media. I said, well, check our uh, corona committee. Check it out. It's corona-committee. Um, DE, in in German, of course, Corona Ausschuss DE. And she she said, well, we do get information from the mainstream media. And then she stopped, she paused, and then she said, but all of us know it's bullshit. So many more people out there understand what's going on than we think. Many more people are beginning to realize that there's something wrong. And uh, that's why we have to be careful. We have to try and reach out to them and not antagonize them because it's not really their fault. It's the fault of the mainstream media. What we cannot do is we will not be able to save everyone if only half of what the um, scientists who we spoke to, including uh, Mike uh, Yeadon, former vice president of of Pfizer, including uh, uh, Professor Bhakti, including Dr. Wolfgang Bodak, many, many others, if only half of what they're telling us is true, Doctor Tenpenny from the United States. If only half of that is true, then many people will be in deep trouble. Many vaccinated people will be in deep trouble once they uh, uh, once they are confronted with a live virus in the fall, probably.
9: Probably, our salvation will come from your direction because. In Israel, uh, the catastrophe is the amount of people that were vaccinated. And once uh, people inject this thing into their body, they are committed to the narrative. Yeah. Because they have already been fooled. And I think it was Mark Twain who said that it is easier to fool a person than to make a person uh, understand that he was fooled. Yeah. And once they were fooled, it is almost impossible to get them out of the trap. Their own minds,
8: all minds need, to, need to assert their reality that they, that they chose. Yeah. So they yeah, chose yeah. the vaccination, okay. that, that must be the reality. cannot yeah. be yeah. otherwise.
1: But the additional problem that they're facing is that once you got vaccinated, it's, it's going to be almost impossible. Um, to uh, listen to the other side because what is the other side going to tell you you may the vaccination
8: die. is dangerous yes
1: yeah right you, you know but no one wants to hear this however but, they're not all gonna die that's what uh, pastor john told us uh there is hope even for those people but they're in grave danger
8: um, but but i've heard some some parents saying that uh they're just starting to realize that maybe their option their their decision was not as good and yeah. they're choosing not to vaccinate their children. I, I heard some cases, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or cases where they don't want to, to take the next dose, the third dose that they're, they're talking about.
9: Yeah. So, I, I, me- try, I, I try to say to the people, and this is what we try to establish in our lawsuits of the High Court, that the, the discrimination is, is, a, uh, is a more severe illness than Corona, that losing your human rights is more dangerous than any disease. And that uh, we try to remind them that countries that have only one opinion are the most dangerous countries in the world. (laughs) And pluralism, uh, once we lose that, it's not coming back.
1: That is true. That is true. That's why we have to fight. I we're, Again, we're behind schedule. Uh, do you mind, because there's another uh, colleague of yours from Israel, his name is Tamir Chogal. Uh, do you mind if we switch over to him?
8: So, sure. We are, we, are, we are very familiar with him. <laughs> OK, good. <laughs> hi, Tamir.
10: We are friends. <laughs> very good. Hi, Tamir. How are you doing? Hello, hello, everybody. It's, it's great to be here again. Uh, hi, nice to see you, Uriel, nice to see you, Rotem. Um, I must tell you, uh, Rainer, that uh, Rotem and Irit are um, great lawyers, a uh, very brave one. Uh, we've uh, came to uh, collaborate l- uh, lately and we are with each other. And I am more phasing out of, of, of local activity, and uh, I think uh, because I'm not their presence in the uh, in the field, and Rotem and Irit are, and there are others good ones, but I think they are the leading ones. So I'm really, really happy uh, that um, uh, they could join us today and take part of it. And um, yeah, um, hopefully they continue with, uh, with what they're doing. They're challenging the, the courts, even though the courts are very conformist, um, but challenging uh, is our, in my point of view, uh, as lawyers and judges it's our role to shape the um, um the society definitely when it's going south definitely in in, in such de- such such times so it's great to see you all again how are you right now i'm
1: i'm still in good shape it's sometimes it's very difficult but you know i think it's the same for all of us it's like a roller coaster ride you go up and you go down but we know there's light at the end of the tunnel we know it because Pastor John told us so only a few minutes ago.
10: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, so um, um, I I will speak a little bit about Israel, but I will also take it to other um, uh, places. But I want to add some uh, additional aspects to the story of Israel that uh, my colleagues here uh, weren't uh, focusing on uh first of all the, you, they, they did mention about the vaccination of children I, i'm saying to my people i'm saying to the people of the world if you do if you want to know what's going to happen just check the history because history is now repeating itself um and we see in israel now they're targeting the, the children between 12 to 16. it's in my point of view it's only a matter of time until they will go even to lower ages um, and you can see the prime minister of Israel is going out and talking about vaccination in, um, obsessive way. Even in the, even the CEO of Pfizer said that he is obsessive, obsessive about it. Well, what is motive, uh, motives are really, da- um, it doesn't matter. Uh, what, but we are seeing, um, a politician, a leader of a country trying to teach the whole country a new concept and a new doctrine. You don't have to uh, work out anymore, you don't have to eat well, you don't have to take care of yourself. The chemical... um, I think Tom with us, maybe it would be better... Tom Tom Renz is waiting in line. Go ahead, Tom. Mute a little bit. So, um, What is important for the Prime Minister of Israel that everybody is going to get injected, He's talking about the third injection right now for the adults. Uh, but I do want to I, I emphasize that when you look at the mainstream media. Uh, maybe Tom can just mute. Tom? No, Tom? Tom, can you hear us? Yeah. Okay, now it's better.
6: I so, can hear, I was muted.
10: Yeah. Okay. Sorry okay, about that. yeah, just keep it mute. Um, and everybody, if there is uh, and an noises from another places, then it will be helpful. So I want to emphasize that we are, yeah, in Israel, nine million uh, people. However, and yes, according to this uh, mainstream media, about five million out of six million that was targeted to be um, injected. It's very interesting. They targeted six million. Very interesting number. Um, so they say that 5 million had been injected. Let's say that it is true, which is not necessarily so. Um, we know that cr- uh, close to 400,000 people were supposed to get the second injection because you don't, you don't get the green passport, the green tag, which is, as, as Rotten said, is the most fascist thing you can ever think about. Um, you don't get it if you don't have two vaccines. But for some reason, Almost 400,000 people out of this, so allegedly 5 million, didn't come back for the second shot. So that means that this, the first shot uh, le- left them with some impression that they don't need to come back, yeah, or some of them are not with us anymore. Um, so we have 1 million people out of, um, out of um, the 6 million that were targeted, because we have about 6 million adults. Um, 1 million that didn't get the shot. 400,000 didn't come back to get the second shot. And we have another, um, we uh, assume there are about another million that took the shot, not because they believe in it, just because they wanted what they call their life back. And what I tell people all the time, you are never getting your life back if you are injected. You are getting your life back as injected person. So you are on your knees now they are stepping on your head, and now you're getting some rights back. So it's never um, to be considered as I'm getting my life back. But people want to go on with their lives. They want to have um, rights again. And, and we assume around 1 million more people that got vaccine, uh, injected, I, I wouldn't say vaccinated, I, I, I don't call it a vaccine, just to get some rights back. Uh, One more thing about Israel is that in workplaces, which we don't have any law, any temporary law, any regulation, anything from the government, for some reason, the majority of workplaces in the country, I'm talking about um, nationwide, through banks, insurance companies, um, um, telecommunication companies, electronic companies, um, all across the board, two small offices, even law offices, are asking, as a mandatory requirement, to to show um, the green tag, which is a vaccination chart, or to um, or to show a test every 72 hours, 48 hours, 24 hours. It depends on the place. The orthodox, the ultra orthodox, says no test at all. You have to show green tag, or you're out of the of work. And I am uh, supporting some um, cases, very, very few, because I don't have time to deal with with private cases anymore. But I, I'm I'm supporting cases where when they want to um, fire people, so they give them a hearing, the last hearing before firing. And I was just attending one this week, and it was it was shameful. Because the time that we were talking with the people in the workplace, there was one, it was a high tech company. And one of, it's a team, working as a team. I, I represent, represented a woman. There was a guy of this six people team that got a brain damage after the second uh, injection. While we were talking, he was in the hospital. The day after the hearing, I've heard from my um, client that he died. So now they have to decide if she is going to be fired or not, but they are busy now probably compensating the family of one of her fe- fellow mates in her team. So that's how insane it is in Israel without any law. So this we, we call it kind of um, a nationwide phenomenon, because it's it's based on what uh, Rotten says in my point of view. Um, the propaganda, the mass media propaganda. This is the worst uh, problem that we have because people are uh, tend to believe it. And from what I think and and analyze, the biggest problem that we have right now is not on the top. It's not the prime minister or people from the um, World Health Organization or the um, uh, the economic forum. All all the bad, bad guys. The problem is with the lower levels, what, what we call, and I'm sorry that I have to use that term, useful idiots. What, what we see, people, smart people, doctors, professors, lawyers, um, uh, researchers, whatever, just obedient to the system. Yeah. it's be, It became, in Israel, um, more than any other country, I think, it became, um, it's a religion. It's a new religion, but everybody wants to be proud of the part of the solution, and and there is um, um, no sensitivity to what Rotem was referring—that we're losing democracy, we're losing the uh, the glue of, of democratic society—and they don't understand this is going to fire back because of people like Uraner and my colleagues here and others, everybody here in this session. And um, every time that you go on like an international live like this, it's, for me, it's like a democratic celebration. Um, I had the um, privilege to meet with you in person in your committee. And what Rotem, by the way, and Ariel Uriel is doing now, as they are mimicking a, a, a local committee in Israel, very much like yours, uh, with some great uh, doctors involved. And they're trying to challenge the PCR, the, everything that is going on, and and it's it's amazing that we are still going on and doing what we're doing. It's very important. Um, I will now speak about more about my future activities and and uh, worldwide activities. But if you want to ask me anything or just lead conversation, go ahead.
1: Uh, that's yeah. Tell us briefly because Tom is waiting. And he's—I um, I think he—he he has a very um, limited um, time frame uh, within which he can talk to us. But please t- let us know what your future plans are.
10: Yeah, let me be focused on just um, a few things that I think are important, uh, and I will—I will let uh, Tom uh, take the stage. Um, I am. Working right now uh, with some activists in the Netherlands, uh, we are uh, actually are forming now um, a claim to the ICC. Uh, some people that were working in this institute and know exactly how the claims works uh, work, and and they will do it uh, very professionally, but um, in a in a in a bigger scale. What I'm trying now to form with my colleagues. Uh, I'm working with Willem is a very important activist in in the Netherlands. Um, We're trying to to set the basis for a new uh, non-profit organization that will try to um, collaborate uh, and coordinate between lawyers worldwide. Because I remember, Reinder, your uh, personal initiative that you want to teach lawyers globally to take um, a template and to, um, uh, to copy it in different countries, how to uh, um, claim for penalties and for um, compensation. Um, but we believe that it, if we don't have an organization with few people working around the clock, it will never happen. If we don't have something that is working uh, as established organization, uh it 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 will be very hard because we have some meetings and i i uh, participate in a few meetings already with some lawyers uh through um your forum and other forums and everybody has a great intention but there is no um um party or or like a non-profit company that is really dealing with that Mm -hmm. you know that people are are building um a plan so this is what i'm building right now uh, hopefully we can we will be able to to come forward with this plan and, and ask for some help with funding it uh, i personally not sure that i will take a part of it because i really want to focus my personal activity in writing and in consulting with philosophers and academic um, um law people um, also former judge in Israel and other places, to build new law for the next for the for the day after what I call the day after. This mm-hmm. will end at some point, and what happens? What right now, in my point of view, and I think many people here agrees with me, that this is um, an execution of a well planned plan to change the norms, to change the doctrine, and I believe we do need to change them, but we do need to change them to the Totally the other way. We need to protect people from this happening ever again. Mm -hmm. I know you're smiling because we talked about it. We spent some few hours in your uh, office. And I'm really, as I said, I'm privileged, have privileged to to have done that. But I want to take it forward. I really want to have the opportunity in the coming months to do it. One last thing. You talked about the guy from Africa. I'm looking for a country. If anybody can come up and give me some uh, contacts to officials in any country, maybe in Africa, that is willing to go against this fake pandemic those fake measures um we need a country i know belarus is like this but i'm not sure that we can really cooperate with them but i I would want to have a country that we can rely on and say hey they are adopting this new concept that um we're trying to establish um my people have a vow it's never again. And we are the grandsons, and we will fulfill this commitment. It will never happen again. And what they're trying to do right now, we will not let it happen.
1: Excellent, Tamir. Thank you very much. Thanks. Um, there's another country, it could be Tanzania. We don't know yet, because we don't um, know what's happening there after the president died. Uh, but right now tanzania is in good shape Belarus is probably another good place but there are other countries as well i'm going to send you a list uh by email
10: thank you i'm focusing on tanzania and Looking by the forward. way uh Reino, just for you to know i'm working now i think uh, as my people approach to you guys but i'm not sure uh we're working now on the 19th of may we're going to have um i don't know if it's going to be a hackathon but it's going to be like um um an online conference with mm-hmm. many professionals, and we really want you to participate. It's not, it shouldn't, uh, not necessarily going to be online, but we're trying to have a conversation between me, you, uh, Kennedy, Bob Kennedy, and Del Bigtree. And we want to have all of us on the same table virtually to discuss for about 40 minutes about what's going on. We want to prevent from uh, the, uh, the government of Israel to start injecting kids under the age of 16. This is this experiment, experiment must be ended. And we, are, we know that Israel is only um, the early bird for the next of the world. It's, yeah. They're already talking about green tag here in Europe. It's insane. I yeah. heard in Germany, you cannot even go to shop now without showing uh, uh, vaccination or something like that. That's true.
0: Well, no, the that test, test yeah. results, no vaccination yeah. yet.
10: OK, test results for now. But yeah, once they have all the people already needed to be uh, vaccinated because they're going by ages, right? Uh, then they will start um, uh, pushing that as well. It's, it's insane how it is going. All countries are the same. It's just a matter of differences in time.
1: Yeah, we know. We know. That's why we are uh, looking in awe at what's going on in Israel, because we know that, uh, that this, is, this is what's going to happen next in all the other countries. But right now, we have, a, um, we, we have, in my view, we have a very positive outlook in Africa of all continents. Nobody Nobody would have believed that they're so far ahead of us. It's incredible. And that they have their own means of transporting information through the churches, the churches that still seem to be working in Africa, but not here. Okay, now let's uh, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much, Rotem and uh, Uriel and Tamir. We'll be in touch. We will get these bastards.
10: (laughs) Yes, we will.
1: Okay, Tom, can you hear us? Yes, sir, I can. Great. We can't see you, but as long as you can hear and, and see. Oh, that's it. Very good. Where are you?
6: I am in an airport in a restaurant. I apologize for the noise. Um, uh, And I also apologize for being the cause of of, uh, people being rushed through their presentation. Um, It's an honor and a privilege to be here amongst my betters. And uh, I, I do appreciate the opportunity.
1: How have you been? What are you doing legally? Uh, We've spoken with, uh, or I have spoken with Anna Harmon, and I'm really impressed with what you're doing there in in New Mexico. I know you're a part of this.
6: Yeah, yeah, no, we're doing a lot of things. And uh, what I've done is I've very slowly and very carefully developed a team of people that I trust who are helping me with litigation. So we have litigation going in a number of states and against the federal government. Uh, we're getting ready to launch another wave of litigation and it will be absolutely massive we're working right now and i can't discuss the details but we're working right now with some some funders who may allow us to do some things that we wouldn't have imagined possible Um, some very highly placed people with with deep pockets that will allow us to do this so if this works out, uh, you'll see another wave of litigation launching. I just had a discussion talking strategically about the overview and you have to understand that what I'm looking at is no longer single cases. I'm looking at uh, combinations of cases and how they can be used to play off of each other to, to develop a much larger offensive. Um, it's really evolved substantially since our first case. Uh, that said, I'm gonna offer you guys, just because my time is short, I'm gonna really try and move, away with, move quickly with some things. I wanna first uh, offer a, a very controversial topic, um, but I think it's critical that we all hear this. So we have seen in the United States, and I have evidence that I will never ever be able to share, that there are, there are lawyers and groups and people among us who are working to undermine our work. They're they're wolves in sheep's clothing. Okay, I want for all of you that are true, truly fans of democracy and who are truly fighting this from your hearts. I want to urge you to be very careful. Uh, one of the things one of the and there's no single way to tell. I mean, these people are brilliant. Some of these attorneys that have been involved that we've gotten word on are absolutely brilliant people and uh, far better attorneys than I'll ever be. But I want you to be cautious. One of the things that we've seen here is there's been a substantial push and some of the there's also been some brilliant attorneys that have been convinced that we should not in any way, shape or form, litigate or discuss the facts surrounding COVID-19 and that we should really focus only on the rule of law. Well, the problem is, is that we're censored very, very badly in this country. And if we can't discuss the facts in the courtroom, we can't discuss them anywhere. So one of the things that you need to ask is, why would you avoid bringing up the facts when they're so scientifically sound? And uh, I, would, I would urge you all to ask anyone advising you against that why. Uh, I haven't found a satisfactory answer. Now, I understand there are certain, and the law varies country for country, so I can't tell you in your own countries, but in this country, there are certain types of cases where it could be a little bit distracting to bring up the facts, but a simple statement rejecting the the premise that this is a dangerous and horrible pandemic that's destroying us all uh, is not too much to ask and it opens the door when when we see responsive pleadings for us to say you know these are nonsense these are not true if you aren't doing that if you aren't willing to include that as a part of your case my question for you is why and i think that's a really important question for any of you that are, are partnering with attorneys from across the pond or if you're on this side of the pond, uh, please ask yourself that. Make your own decisions. I won't. I, I won't denigrate people who have. I mean, there's smarter people than me with different legal opinions. But I want to make sure. And I know that's a. This is a controversial statement. And I'm sure that there's going to be people up, upset with me for this. But as I said, we've seen. We've seen. I have personally seen photographic evidence that will never see the light of day. I, I just can't do it. I'm under agreements and my, those are important that there are, there are wolves among us. So take it for what it's worth and just be careful because if, you're, if you are truly a defender of democracy, God bless you and I'm honored to be working with you. And I just want you to know to look over your shoulder. Um, I get nothing out of making this statement by the way and uh, feel free to disregard it if you choose. Uh, moving on to another, another uh, thought I've had, uh, I'd like to propose, and I know that you have. Reiner's done a lot of this. Um, we're partnering with. We've partnered with a number of different organizations, and we're seeing. We're bringing in a lot more people. Uh, I would like to suggest that perhaps we we form a real international coalition of doctors. Um, Frontline doctors, I don't know if you've heard of them here in America with Simone Gold. Um, I'm working with them very closely now. Um, I'm still working with Pam Popper and with a number of other people. Um, I think that one of the things that we really need to do is we need to consolidate this, this absolutely brilliant uh, group of people into a single research form because that allows us to create evidence that's indisputable uh, that we really need. Uh, so for example, here in the states, um, it's very difficult to find direct evidence of the causal relationship between this vaccination and a the death. They've covered it up very well. And there's issues with that. One of the things that I would love to see happening is a randomized controlled study, uh, you know, evaluating certain aspects of this vaccine. We can't afford to do that and we don't have the capacity in many places here, but if we all came together to, to fund some of this, um, it would be incredible. And I think, that, I think we could get it funded, but we would need to partner globally to get it done properly. But I think a, a couple randomized controlled studies demonstrating the danger of this vaccine would go a long ways. We've also heard that in the United States, and I think this is very relevant for you all, that they're going to probably be pushing for full authorization of this drug and the summer, probably early summer. Um, I've seen some things that point to it. I don't have direct evidence, but I've seen some things that point to that being correct or I wouldn't say it. If that's the case, that will be a disaster in the United States and probably everywhere. Um, you know, it, It's something that we really we, we've really got to get to. We've really got to head off at the pass. I'll tell you that I'm looking at litigation on this and we've got a plan. It'll just be a matter of executing. and. Yeah, one of the issues is finding lawyers that I can trust that will follow through on these cases because I can only be in so many spots. Um, I'm also being attacked quite, uh, more aggressively by the other side. Uh, they are trying to neutralize me from a number of directions, um, which I, you know, frankly, I don't care about. Uh, and as long as I, as long as I'm able to work with, with good people like you, Reiner, and, and the people on this call, I don't care. Um, you know, what, calling me names in the press is hardly an issue, um, but there are some other more serious attacks that I can't go into right now. Um, in the United States, that is an issue for lawyers that are speaking out and anyone speaking out. Uh, we see doctors in the United States who, when they speak out, they're, they're now attacking them and trying to remove their, their license to practice medicine in a number of states. Um, I will say that the people of this country I think are in large part waking up to the nonsense. Uh, You wouldn't know it. Uh, We've had about 30 some million vaccines, uh, people vaccinated in this country, but the numbers have have dropped dramatically. So now they're really moving aggressively to to get the private employers and private institutions to mandate it as a, a condition of work. And this is a difficult thing to fight in the courts. Um, just the way our law works it it, it makes it difficult and you know i mean that's not a surprise uh but uh, i mean the the other side on this is is definitely brilliant and definitely well planned on this so uh i do think that i i thought uh that the idea uh just uh, that we talked about before about getting a country that would be willing to support this is an interesting thing because i do think you know we don't we don't individually have any standing with the World court or anything like that, but if a nation wanted would have standing, and if we could get a nation to bring an international suit in the world court and then bring us we the attorneys that actually stand for stand to you know stand for this in, I think it'd be very difficult on uh, to to suppress the information if we made that a, a central point and we have to recognize that making the the true information a central point of our cases is so critical because not only does it allow us under american rules to get discovery when it's challenged um but it also it also gives us the opportunity to educate people it's much harder to censor a lawsuit than it is uh, a social media post so um as as far as cases like i said uh we we're hoping and it, we've, we've gotten quite good feedback, but it, it, we're hoping to launch an offensive, which will be a series of cases. Um, I don't wanna publicly talk about what those cases are gonna be yet because of the fact that uh, every time we do that, we see, we see shifts in the government, in the lobbying, in the, the legislation, uh, everything. So we want, it, we want it to be a bit of a surprise Um, I would also urge you all to consider this. We're all here to to fight for medical freedom, but this issue doesn't exist without censorship and control of the media. Uh, In your individual nations, you need to, I would recommend that if you have the capacity that you look at what you can do to challenge the censorship and uh, the situation that we're having in regards to getting the message out. Uh, that is a critical, critical – and I know the United States has great, uh, great rules related to free speech, but we're also uh, quite stifled in terms of fighting with the, the – well, the, frankly, the, the Silicon Valley monopolies that control everything. Um, so, that said, uh, you may have grounds to challenge them in other countries uh, that, are, that are stronger than what we have in the United States, and if you can challenge them, they are partners. One of the things that you'll see is the people that run the Silicon Valley companies are partnered or sometimes they're co-owners, but they're very involved in this. Um, if, you can, if you can hit the, the, the them, you're pulling out a leg of the stool. So I'd recommend if you guys have the capacity to consider what do we do to hit the free speech, the people stifling free speech on this? Because when people hear our truth, it's indisputable. I know, but they're not hearing it. So Tom, that Tom, is.
1: Con- Tom, yes. it just so happens, this, this is uh, a complaint, a brand new complaint that my attorneys are going to file on my behalf against Google here in this country. And I think our laws, as far as that is concerned, are a little bit more advanced than those in the United States.
6: Yeah, wonderful. Well, we need to do that. And please keep me updated on it because we need to really deal with the fact that the censorship is occurring. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I was censored in, in my testimony in front of a, a legislative body in the United States. It was, uh, it was quite amazing. I saw and, uh, yeah, well, and there's no follow up on that. Um, it's quite, it's just unbelievable what's happening here. So uh to the extent possible i'm happy to answer any questions about what we're doing anna's on my anna is a wonderful wonderful uh partner in this uh we have a, a great attorney up in maine his name is ron jenkins he's absolutely brilliant uh we just filed another suit in kentucky and uh with a guy named michael hamilton and then we also have jonathan Deemer and robert gargas and then with the frontline doctors uh, we've got Joey Gilbert, we've got a, a, just a whole ton of people that we're, we're getting here. And uh, between Make Americans Free Again, uh, which is Pam Popper's group, Frontline Doctors, and some of these other groups, we're really expanding our, our presence and our reach and our capacity uh, quickly. But the nice thing about these groups, and I think another thing you can look for when you're, when you're talking to your partners, is we're all interested in fighting. Uh, you know, there's a tendency to talk and talk and talk, but not get anything done. Uh, I don't have so much, I have to file my cases in good faith and I always do, but I have if I lose a case, but move the ball forward, that's okay. Um, you know, I, of course I don't want to lose a case, but I'm not so prideful as to believe that my reputation is more important than this cause. So, you know, I urge you all to file, to fight, you know, do what you got to do on this because if we, we're it. This is it. Our team, our group, our people. We're the last line of defense on this. The new world order, the the this COVID monar- monarchy, whatever you want to call it. It's it's here, and if we're not fighting with every ounce of our being, it's over. It's over. It's life and death. And uh, but for our work on a global level, and I mean our work, not my work uh think how much farther this would be if not for the fact that we have gotten our message out and educated people and said made people recognize hey there is another side to this Mm -hmm. and i've heard numerous times that they didn't expect the resistance they're getting exactly um exactly so uh, but for that think how many more people would be dying or vaccinated on this or you know at at risk so uh, thank you all so much for everything that you're doing and uh, it's such an honor and a privilege to, to talk with you and be a part of it. If I can answer any questions, I got a couple more minutes. But I'll wrap up there.
1: It's uh, vice versa, Tom. It's, uh, it's the, this is the only way to do it. We have to all be connected with each other, in particular the lawyers, but everyone else as well. And we have to then exchange the the decisions that we have and, of course, the expert opinions. But it's most important to be connected, to be able to talk to one another. Um, So I do think, just like you just said, um, the other side is surprised at how many of us are not playing along with this, how many of us are saying we do not consent. And the funny thing is, it's not really funny, the funny thing is that... We're the ones who have what one of the uh, psychology, professors of psychology told us, uh, Professor uh, Lind, we're the ones with moral competence. We're the ones who have the ability to ask questions rather than blindly following orders. Element number one for moral competence and element number two is, we're the ones who are capable of discussing different opinions rather than smashing someone else in the uh, a fist in the face just because they hold another opinion so we're the ones who are the gatekeepers of democracy
6: we are we are the we're the last uh, we're the last bastion uh, but for but for us fighting i i i tremble to think where we would be
1: yeah well tom Thank you for taking the time. Um, We're almost through, but there's a couple of more guests um, from Namibia, Africa. And uh, so if you wanna listen in, feel free to do so. I, I, I assume you're gonna have to hop on a plane, right?
6: I do have to hop on a plane and uh, the day is super, super busy. But, Reiner, I'd love to, I need to catch up with you to give you some additional information updates soon. Absolutely. Um, And, God, for any of you on this call, if I can help you in any way, you know, I'm not special. I'm not the brightest lawyer, but I will back you in any way that I can. Um, I'm in the fight for what it's worth (laughs) and I, I welcome any assistance I can offer.
1: Thank you, Tom. And have a safe trip. We'll be in touch.
6: You have a wonderful day.
1: You too. Bye bye. Um, now uh, I think there is. Uh, we should. We should be able to listen to Richard Metcalf from Namibia, or at least to uh, Vanna Gatz. Vanna, you can hear us, right?
11: Yes, I can hear you.
1: Can you see me? I just. I was able to see you. Now I can. I can see your name. <laughs> okay. No, sorry as, we have, as okay. we have now we can see you uh, as okay. we have heard from the south africans uh, i think africa may be key for all of this they may be the solution the, the african continent so uh maybe mm. um, we
11: are compared to south africa we are a small country um but uh, we're dealing with the whole story uh, as well um, but perhaps uh, before I start, uh, let me shortly introduce myself. I'm not a lawyer. I'm an engineer, industrial engineer. I had two semesters of German civil code and commercial code, but the, and and a lot to do with uh, um, uh, contract law, even uh, American contract law. So there is a small legal basis, but uh, I'm. Um, more as a researcher, and uh, I, I w- uh, wrote for a German-Namibian magazine when we came to Namibia in 2010. My wife is a German farmer's daughter, from uh, which I met in Aachen. We married, and then in 2010, we decided to move to Namibia. Um, and as as I said, I wrote for a German Namibian magazine, and um, in June, uh, for the June uh, second uh, issue of uh, the magazine, I interviewed the WHO among others here in Namibia. I sent them thirty-two questions, and they asked got uh, answered in writing, then pages um din a4 um so we have one document where the strategy of the who uh, is written down and this is very practical because uh, otherwise you have to uh, check uh, hundreds of posts on their websites and here we have it in one paper at least, the strategy they had at that time. They have changed the strategy. Um, and when I met the director here of the local WHO, I asked, uh, there is a big uh, cooperation, a development cooperation between Germany and Namibia. Um, does Germany help in this situation as well? And he said, yes, they were already here. And they were well, the Robert Koch Institute, that is the German Public Health Institute, and then I got in contact with them, and they informed me that they already, on the 10th of February, had sent Drosten tests to Namibia, and at that time, the tests weren't even finally approved in Germany. Uh, to put it in a perspective, on the 20th of January 2020, the WHO declared a public health emergency of international concern. And three weeks later, Drosten tests arrived in Namibia. And the global pandemic was declared on March 11. So, um, when I heard that uh, Drosten tests had arrived in Namibia, I called you and said, oh, they not only have been exported to the United States and can form the basis for a class action, but they have been exported to Namibia as well. Uh, and you said, same damaging event. And so we decided, um, uh, with my colleague uh, Richard Metcalf, he is unavailable, I don't know why, but I tried to take his part, uh, to, uh, to take his part over again uh, as well. So we set up a, a website um, similar to your, your uh, German website, uh, Corona Schadensersatzklage, um, and we called it Corona Class Action Namibia, where um, Namibians—that means. Uh, self-employed and businesses can register for the future class action in the United States or in Canada. So it is a, a lawsuit for product liability of Drosten. One thing is uh, important as well. Um, right in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, a, a local doctor, a friend of ours, had recommended to the Ministry of Health uh, to admit, administer vitamins, especially uh, C and D, to strengthen the immune system in positive cases. And he had developed a special prescription for this. But, and he talked with the Minister of uh, Health, and he fell on deep ears. They insisted on the vaccination agenda, and prevention was not the order of the day. Um, I'm also a member of a circle that has access to alternative remedies. Vaccination is no remedy. We have access to real remedies that are approved in other countries, but I won't. I don't want to get in more detail now. So our main legal activity here in Namibia is uh, is this website. Um, We did one thing, we included the damages of the employees that have suffered uh, through retrenchments and wage cuts. Uh, These damages are administered uh, by the employers uh, because here we have no short time working allowance. We have no unemployment insurance. The people are standing on the streets. Um, And when the money is flowing, uh, the employers are sort of trustees for the money of their former or actual workers. Then we have another activity. Um, a group of parents in the coast collected masts and made some tests for bacteria. And the result is as gruesome as uh, a similar investigation made in Switzerland by the Swiss consumer magazine KTIP. And we involved an occupational health uh, physician in the campaign and he has written a report. And I wrote an additional paper about further mask-related damages in addition to the bacteria and the fungi. When I got the results, I wanted to file a complaint as soon as possible. But uh, the approach here in Africa is different. Uh, you don't attack the government, straightforward. But you first discuss the problem in an informal face-to-face meeting behind closed doors. So it is, it has to be seen whether this will lead to any kind of reaction from the Ministry of Health and especially the Ministry of Education. Um, The pupils have to wear masks here in schools, but they don't have to be tested so far. That's the good news, the other is the bad news. It's a crime against humanity. So, we will see uh, how it goes, and then perhaps uh, we will file a lawsuit later. Um, The participation of the class action um, here in Namibia aims at the compensation of the economic damage. Um, And this was really grave because the countries economy was already pretty much uh, in the doldrums because the state, as the largest investor, had uh, considerably scaled down its projects, especially in the construction sector, due to lack of financial resources. So the economy was down already. And then there was a terrible drought for two years that hit the farming economy very massively. And then on top came corona. And the effects on the economy, and especially in the tourism industry, can only be described as disastrous. Um, it is a large industry and employs about 100,000 people, and does not only consist in accommodations, but a lot of service providers, pilots, tour guides, tour operators, rental car companies, souvenir trade, hunting um, activities, and not, but not the least, the communal conservancies that are the communal game reserves, they are also affected, and many of them live from tourism. And all of them lost their income from one day to the next. That means from the 18th March, where the state of emergency was declared. And the mass of them, have not the necessary financial reserves and live from hand to mouth, and there is no compensation whatsoever by the government. They try to compensate it by in, in an but that only gives 10 to 15 percent of uh, um, the capacity, and that at lower prices. And therefore, we have had countless business failures and massive unemployment in the sector. So the question is, what could be the way forward? Uh, I think our country has to try to get back on its feet by its own efforts. Thank God we had a good rain this year, this will help. But it would be very helpful for the international tourism to revive. In this way, not only the damage could be mitigated, but it could be the basis for the the recovery of the country. And this is an area where everyone can help, not only the participants in this round, but also all viewers of this video. Please visit our country. You get in with a PCR test, which is already required by the airlines and a written travel plan, so it's easy. But Germany has declared Namibia a risk country. And Germany has 400% death rate compared to Namibia. So if Namibia is a risk country, then Germany is a mega, ultra-risk country with 400%, and and people who uh, have been in Namibia in contractual situations, uh, they know that, and and we here uh, know that it's utter nonsense. Uh, For example, we spoke to some German tourists last week, and uh, I wanted to know, why do you come to Namibia? to this risk land. And one of the ladies said, I've been here several times, so I know this is bullshit. And and she had motivated the other one to come. So um, Germany is a real risk country. Um, And and it's not because of the virus, because of this, this government and its decisions. So. And I think there's one motive as well. They don't want uh, foreign people to see that corona can be dealt with in a completely different way than, for example, in Germany. And this is despite the fact that Namibia is full on the WHO track, pandemic, mass, and vaccination. Uh, How are the restrictions right now? Uh, in public places, you have to wear masks, mm-hmm. but uh, nobody really. Uh, uh, some people care. Some people even sit in their, alone in their car and have masks on. Perhaps they have uh, they fear to uh, infect the car, um, but uh, and some people wear masks, but uh, others are really lazy and uh, outside of the of the towns. Uh, um, they, you, you don't see masks. Uh, you must know that N- Namibia has a population density of 3.3 people per square kilometer. So on the average uh, uh, social or unsocial distancing is, uh, is normal. Um, so you can travel through the country unhindered, all shops, all restaurants, all Accommodations, um, facilities are open, and you can really enjoy uh, to be here. And the country has so much to offer, not, not only natural beauty, but um, an intact environment, healthy air, lots of sun, which is good. It creates vitamin, vitamin D, and it's good. It boosts your immune system. And, we have peace, we have friendly people, and we have a good care. We have German uh, beer, we have beer according to the German purity law, we have um, a, a excellent South African vines, and we have meat from antelopes and beef, free range and hormone free. In this respect, Namibia is a health destination. And the tourism could help our country to recover. And therefore, you deserve this freedom, this beauty, and this healing atmosphere for your heart and for your soul. And I don't think there is a better choice uh, if you want to await the monkey circus in Germany or in other countries. To come here, and uh, in order to know, show you what you have to expect, I will show you a short video. Uh-huh. Uh, so
1: maybe, maybe your country or South Africa could become one of those countries in which. The uh change will take place first. Because that's uh obviously what some of the lawyers are looking for. A country in which the laws are still being ab- abided and in which it is possible to have the uh, courts find out the truth about this com- uh, um pandemic, we must say. Um but as where is the government? Um, is the government under control of the
6: WHO?
11: Yes, they are fully under control of the WHO. Uh, sorry for my, um, but <laughs> sorry.
1: It's all right, Anna. We got the idea. Uh, we
11: can
7: also
11: uh, look it up. Um, I can answer that uh, at the end.
7: Mm. Um, The the other thing that is important is, in our constitutional court, the advantage is it's independent because South Africa has three arms of state, the judiciary, the legislature, and then the, the executive. Majority of the justices in the constitutional court are Christians, the chief justice is A Christian, if we take compelling facts before them, we will get the verdict. They 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 are not interested in WHO. They have made judgment against presidents of the country in the past. You know, the judgment that they had against President Zuma. So they are very independent, and it will help like you are saying, the case here, yeah. you know, I understand uh, 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 what Dagna is saying about Namibia being under WHO. Uh, it, it's the same with Lesotho, is the same. But they are controlled by the government mainly of the Republic of South Africa because these are the countries that economically depend on South Africa. So we win in South Africa. We are winning in all of them. You will win in all of them. It's guaranteed.
1: Uh, sorry.
7: South Africa should no, should it's... be used as a precedence.
1: I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'm really glad that we in the background, we should acknowledge this. There's still um, King, his, his greatness, King Lemuel, who is also listening in. And I know we've spoken to each other. And I absolutely believe that you are, that country in South Africa is far ahead of us. And that's why we're gonna concentrate all our legal efforts, much many of our legal efforts on your country. We'll put you in touch with all the experts. We'll get everything over to your country so that you can go to the Supreme Court in your country, because it's one of the very few independent
7: courts. And also based on what Tom was saying earlier, you see, in every country, there's an MPO rising up to challenge what is ongoing. Like us, we are Watchers and Gatekeepers. King Lemuel and, and Advocate Dexter, they are part of this. Uh, if we can link all these organizations internationally and have some sort of a group where there are lawyers, where there are doctors, and then we just draw from the pool for a case, draw from the pool for a case in this country, for a case on that country, using local advocates, local lawyers, but the influence and the support coming from the core, the international core. You see, driving from the international core. So that what is happening in another country is known to the core and it can be used anywhere else in the world that is
1: but, the idea but that is the idea
0: and yeah. i think we're already there yet you know we're already there because we have all the information we've gathered the information like through our you know months of investigation and we actually have really everything at hand you know we have the international network of doctors we have the international network of lawyers and i think it's really just it's at the tip of our hands to uh, offer fingers, you know, to really just go ahead and and put this together, I think we don't have to look at like into founding like a new organization or anything it's already there, we really just have to get together in maybe like a private zoom and connect everyone and boom, you have all the information. You know that's. that's already what we're there. Do. So,
1: John, this is what we're going to do she's right, we have everything in place the most important thing right now because as i can see you're very far ahead of the rest of the pack is to get you all the information that we have we're hard at work trying to build up a huge archive with the uh, corona committee but we won't wait for it to be finished for this task to be finished we will send everything over to you that we have and uh, plus the experts through, through
7: through the past months all these have been coming together like like you uh, are uh, uh, saying. let let's let's throw in the, the, the knowledge that we have acquired through the past year into this one of South Africa, yeah, to show the world that this thing can be shaken.
1: Yes, I yes. agree. Absolutely
7: No, we don't need any other organization the core is there yes. let's let's go into action now in south of you know i think it's also we, we don't need
0: ready. to have like a formal organization to do that i think we are a movement uh, you know a freedom movement and a democracy defending movement and that's already you know all the activists are already there the lawyers are there the experts are there and really it's just about exchanging a few emails and you know having everyone uh you know in place for like additional questions and just bringing it together and filing and boom and i think that's it you know we don't have to wait for like a new yeah. organization with like a, like whatever like formal uh like obligations and all that. I think we're already there. It's really just take it and go.
1: We will now spring into action. Okay. I think we will spring into action, John. And it's a good thing that we have connected. I think that was the most important part. That was the missing link, connecting with you. That was the missing link. Okay. I think. We're through for today. It's been a long day, but I'm glad that you're with us, John. And I'm glad uh, that uh, King Lemuel, his greatness, King Lemuel, is with us. I'm glad that all of us are here. From hi, your greatness. It's a good thing thank you're you. with
7: us. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. <laughs> it's. Uh, what? what
6: thank you. <laughs>
7: Hey! (laughs) And my son is
1: (laughs) Reed. So that is the future right there. That's the future.
7: That's right.
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, as I said, we're at the end of of our session for today. And um, I think this was a very, very successful meeting today, because this is giving us a lot of hope and a great push forward. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to put you in touch with everyone, including, of course, all of the experts.
7: Yes. Let's take them on.
1: Okay. Thank you, John. Thank you, thank you Your Highness. Thank you, Rotem. And everyone else. Thank you.
2: thank you so much. Thank
7: you, Highness. <laughs> thank you, Wagner. We you. are going to win. God we is will. with us we will thank you god bless you god bless israel
1: (laughs) so viviana now you can tell everyone that they're going to have a great weekend
0: yeah okay so this yeah it's 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 been like an uh, amazing uh, session again and and, you know i think uh, full of new ideas and and very inspirational i find you know i think we're really going to take it from there and really just take action because I think that's what we're, we're really at the brink of, of uh, moving something, bringing forward something really important. I think that's, um, that's a very good um, development and it leaves me optimistic for the for the near future. And uh, so, yeah, I think uh, then I uh, I wish everyone like a, a, a pleasant evening and uh, a nice weekend and see you next week.